When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. listening to Texas History Lessons, a slow walk through Texas history made in Texas by a Texan for everyone, everywhere. Welcome to Texas History Lessons. I'm Michael. And uh, to say goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023... I'm releasing something a little different for a change. Now, when people ask me why I do a history podcast, the answer really has two parts. The first part involves my lifelong love of history, a subject that I'll be sharing more about in a few episodes when THL has its relaunch or reboot. The second part involves this episode. Before Texas History Lessons, I was part of a podcast that I did with my cousin Dave. We called it 2BT. The name will be explained in this episode. Now, without 2BT and Dave, I would never have even considered doing something like the THL podcast. The truth of the matter is that it was an excuse for us to get together almost every week for quite a while and talk about anything, usually things we loved, like Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars. Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy, science fiction, movies, novels, music, TV shows, and yes, often history. We often ended up talking about history in addition to everything else we loved, because Dave and his brother Stephen, who is also a member of the show, are no slouches when it comes to history and both have some pretty brilliant insights and information. Then came the pandemic and a bunch of other things that took time away from the podcast, and it kind of slowly faded away. It's not dead. We have hopes of someday getting together and starting back up when time permits. And this all happened at the same time that I was launching Texas History Lessons. And I hope that someday maybe we can get it going again in some way. Wait a second, though. Some of you might have caught that I said this podcast is relaunching. What What do I mean by that? It's not that much, really. Well, what I mean by that is that I'm going to be refocusing and getting back to some of the fundamental plans that I had originally for the podcast. 
pretty soon with a multi-part Lesson Zero. In addition to that, I'm going to be trying to occasionally break out and branch out with episodes that go beyond history a little bit, which leads to this 2017 inaugural 2BT episode, and it is all about Star Wars and the history of Star Wars. And out of about 100 episodes that we did, there are a lot of fun ones, some involving history and a lot of other good things that we just loved a lot. I'll occasionally be releasing one for any of you kind listeners that might be interested. Some of them are dated by the things we discussed, but I think that most of them still have value, mostly because Dave is so great. The audio wasn't perfect for this first one due to some first episode jitters and technical difficulties, but Dave made sure to make it better in the future. So here you go, a step back into my own personal history that laid the foundation for Texas History Lessons. And this podcast isn't going anywhere, but as I hinted in the very first episode, like a good Texan, I'm kind of stubborn and I'm going to do things a bit different at times because that's the way it needs to be done. Thanks to everyone that listens. Y'all are all great and I appreciate everyone that has joined me in my own personal walk back through the history of Texas and more. There's a lot of fun and interesting episodes planned for the future and I keep discovering many stories that I haven't heard before. And I want to share them with you as I learn about them. So thanks again. Here you go. Episode one of the 2BT podcast, Star Wars is Real. to the 2BT, our first our first inaugural recording. So if this sounds like crap, uh, you can blame it on me because it's my gear. Um, but actually, just blame it on Mike. Say hi to everybody real fast, Mike. Hi, everybody. There we go. Mike, uh, I will give you guys a little bit of backstory on us real quick. Um, Mike and I are cousins. Hey, uh, we, we, I don't, have we really come up with the... Uh, for sure, what 2BT means. Like, we just... 2BT. Well... 2B... I stole the name from a guy named Jay, who came up with it, joking about doing a, a podcast with me. And at the time, he knew I had a shaved head, so it, I was bald, he's bald, it'd be two bald Texans. Oh, there um, you go. But, you know, two bearded Texans, two beautiful Texans, two boring Texans. Two badass Texans. Whatever works. Yeah, know. just whatever. It's... Uh, I, I think we need to come up with a new meaning for 2BT every... Time that we do a recording the podcast with a thousand. Yeah, minutes. I, yeah. I had. I went through a. I went through and pulled some of the <laughs> ideas because I'm obsessive about things. You, yeah, you've not picked up on it over forty something years. Um, yeah, soul food. Yeah, soul food. Well, I've known Dave his entire life. He's known me 
his entire life. Yeah, my 41 but years. he's not known me my entire life, so that means... Yeah, I'm you've got, what, one, five years on me? Something like that. Five yeah, years, I think. Yeah. Or four years. Five years, four years. Well, we'll get into that when we get to our theme four later years. on yeah. about exactly how... Because I actually got to go see the movie. Oh, yeah. Talking about uh, the main movie when I was actually a kid. You, I don't think, had been hatched yet. I, I had been hatched. It came out in May 25th of 1977. Okay, so you were one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Soul Food is one name. I think you came up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family Values. Family Values. All in the Family. I love the All in the Family one, but just like you said, the copyright issues. What's up, cuz? Family Time. And then I got kind of weird. <laughs> Google Smells of Hipsters. Um, <laughs> Big Dave and the Raiders of the Last Podcast. Um, what did you eat this week? Smells like old dude spirit. <laughs> um, what's eating Dave and Sparky? Uh, small brains, open minds, deep fried burritos, you know, then, then you sold me on the idea I brought to you first to BT. To BT. Yeah. It's, 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 I just like the way it like kind of like rolls off the tongue whenever you say it, man, like to BT, like it's, it's, I don't know, man, it's, and it's, it, it just kind of like works. It kind of works something about it. It's just fun to say. Uh, it it does kind of remind me of a band that played back, uh, and I, I will, you know, I guess kind of give it away a little bit. There was this band that was called the 2BC back in the day. Uh, they're around the, we're from the North Texas area. I won't tell you exactly where, but, uh, there's a band that used to play in the North Texas area, the FW area that was called the 2BC. And they were the two big crew is what it was. And it was a bunch, basically a bunch of fat dudes up on stage playing you know, like music and just getting down. And they actually had a song that was called break the stage and where they would like, jump up and down on the stage an entire song. Mm-hmm. And they did a great cover of, uh, uh, oh crap. Is Joan Jett and the Blackhearts? I love yes, rock and roll, yeah. but they changed the lyrics to, I love Grandy's rolls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Grandy's rolls. Put another dozen in the oven, baby. Dude, it was great. It was just like one of those like fun times, go drink beer and have a good time. Band that you would go watch, like I, I think I actually bought a disc of theirs at one point in time, and it, it, yeah, it, stuff like that doesn't translate to to CD very well or or digital or whatever you know your uh-huh. medium is that you listen to it. But yeah, 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 yeah. The, the name. Sorry about that. I kind of interrupted you and got you off track there. Do you want no, to that's that, that took me back to bands we used to see. I was actually looking up HFC Hellified Fun. Oh yeah, and man. Playing that for my wife the other night, who I will call the boss. And, uh, that brought me back to some memories of old local bands that never yeah. really took off or anything like that. Yeah. My, Mike's boss. I'm self-employed. <laughs> You're self-employed right on. Right. Like I said, this is our first inaugural of recording. So I'm sorry if you're listening and I'm blowing your eardrums out whenever I laugh. Uh, that will be fixed eventually. I, I, I'm kind of gear, re- gear impaired and I don't really know exactly how to work all the stuff just yet. So, hey man, you came more prepared than I did. Yeah. I came prepared with a mouth. Hey, you've got like a stack of papers over there and I, I have, have nothing. Have, I, I have, have to have notes to scratch out and <laughs> right. look at because my brain doesn't really work. Yeah. I, I, I have, I brought my personality and I brought my EC. That's about it. Right. <laughs> like, you know, gotta, gotta keep up with the nicotine intake. Yeah. But we, uh, as we said, we, we are family. We are cousins. Uh, it's, uh, I, I gotta say, like, uh, like, it's kind of funny. Like, you were showing me your library in there earlier and like, it totally took me on like a flashback road when I saw those, those fans that you had, the old Star Wars oh, fans, Star Wars man. Fans that I had from a little kid. Yeah. 
and somehow those have stuck. I've lost lots of things and yeah. over the years that I had, but those two somehow stuck with me. It's things like that that love stuff like that. It's things that have like some sort of story to them. Like I've still got a lot of my old Star Wars toys from whenever I was a kid. Like it just. It, man, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I, I collect a uh, little bit of backstory about me. I'm a collector. I collect Star Wars toys, current stuff, and vintage. Well, let me interrupt you there, Dave. Oh, okay. Hold your leg up to the microphone so people can get a look at what's <laughs> on your leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The, 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 the giant Star Wars sleeve there. Yeah. Leg sleeve, uh, sock, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, things about me. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm a little bit of a tattoo aficionado, a little bit. Uh, I guess aficionado is a term or whatever. Sounds like one. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. Why not? Uh, but I just have lucked out that I've got a really good friend of mine who is a tattoo artist. So, you know, I don't get tattoos for free. Don't, don't get the wrong idea. Daniel is awesome, but he's got to make a living. (laughs) So, but yeah, uh, that's, that's backstories about me. Like I've got, you know, me and Mike were both products of the eighties. So eighties and seventies, you know, uh, we were talking like I'm 41. I was born in 1976, May 12th of 1976. If you want exact dates. And so for me, like, you know, all that stuff was like right in my wheelhouse. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, Top Gun, you know, you name it. Granted, there's a lot of movies that, Still from the eighties that I haven't seen, like most John Hughes movies, besides like, uh, like I've seen a, of course, Love Breakfast Club, but a lot of John Hughes movies I didn't get to see because they were rated R. Was it? Yeah. Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles and stuff like right. that. I have not seen those because you haven't seen, those. I haven't well, seen guess those. what we're going to be doing we're- for this podcast. <laughs> we're yeah. going to have a John Hughes movie. You know, we might, um, yeah, we could do that. We could actually like watch the movie and record a podcast at the same time. Well, yeah. We might have to do that, man. Get like immediate reactions. Uh, like I said, this is our first initial podcast, but obviously we're both Star Wars guys. Michael is a big reader, so we'll have, be having, uh, uh, reader episodes, book episodes, re- reviewing books and stuff like that every once in a while. Uh, don't let Mike ever tell you that he's, or Mike or Michael. I always refer to him as Michael. I've just kind of been using the short term. I don't know which one you want to be called. Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was always. I guess everybody in the family always called you Mike, and I always called you Michael just because that was, like, your official name. The funny thing is, and it ties into this, one of the main things we're talking about tonight is the one person in the family, one of my aunts, the aunt that took me to see Star Wars when I was between five and six years old, she always calls me Michael. Yeah. So, I go by Michael. I have since I ever... I got out of the house, you know, went on my own way because that's what says on my driver's license. Yeah. So I'm going with it. Yeah. I always, I always go by Dave just because my dad's name is David as well. Right. But it drives me up the wall because we still have aunts that refer to me as my five-year-old name as Davey Wayne all the oh. time. And I'm like, good God, dude. Really? I haven't gone by that since I was, seriously, I went by that in kindergarten when I was you know, five and six years old. Dude, I'm, I'm guilty of doing that to you too. <laughs> I have another cousin that has shared the name with his father and. He's a DC or Dan Clifton. And yeah. I think he gets annoyed with it too. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Well, with, with that one, that, that one's, you know, and, but still, like, you're not calling him Danny Clifton or whatever. No. <laughs> not a name that he hasn't come out since he was five. So it's just one of those things. It's like, it doesn't really bother me. I don't care. If you were to come up and call me Davey, I would be like, okay, you're. Just don't call you late for lunch. But I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you out. do, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> no, you're not going to cut that out. This is a no edit podcast. Oh. Yeah. 
But yeah, just, uh, I mean, if you did call me late for lunch and I would just leave and go to Whataburger or something like that, that's, <laughs> that's what you do in Texas. Whataburger. Oh, dude. Cigarettes make me hungry. It's a stu- it's a staple, man. Waterburst best. It is. My God, it's the best. I don't no, care who you are. Let's talk about food real quick. Yeah. Chili. Beans oh. or no beans? No beans, man. All right. High five on that because yeah. it's kind of a thing that some guys I know has been going around. Uh, same guys we stole the name from, Jay. He is a Texan through and through. And he wants and beans. No, no. Oh, okay. Beans anywhere near it. It's you're, yeah, that's you kind of die a little bit in his, his eyes. I think <laughs> if you bring up beans, so people like to kind of uh, go to him a little bit by talking about how they got beans in their chili. And so, really, you know, there's no beans in chili, dude. My wife puts beans in chili. Yeah, that's it's all good. But I mean, I like beans. Don't get me wrong. Beans, beans, are wonderful fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So eat beans with every meal. I have a belief that if the more you fart, the longer you'll live. But <laughs> I mean, I can't prove this. See, we're helping all this. We got medical advice on the show. If that's the case, I'm living to like 108 years old. Because I'm older than that, when I've been around you, Dave. <laughs> uh, it's it's just how many times. It's not how bad they smell. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, uh, man, I don't like beans and chili. To me, I think that's like more of a like. I think the no beans and chili thing is more of a Texas thing. It's what it seems like to me at times because like the people I talk to, uh, most of the people that I know are like, no, that's, you, that's like a mortal sin to put beans and chili here right. or whatever. Now you can put all the peppers you want to in that thing, like light it up. The hotter, the better, man. Like mm-hmm. I had this one buddy of mine, like his like recipe for chili was like he took, uh, Serrano, habanero and jalapeno pepper, right. like the trinity of peppers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like he took them and he boiled them in the water that he was going to use for the chili. And he took them out and he put them through a food processor and just minced them up and then mixed them in with the chili. Oh, dude. dude, you want to talk about like hot, but it's so good. It was so good. It was one of those that like you're crying while eating because it was so painful, but yet it was amazing, man. It was just good. Habaneros. Some people in the local town gave us some, they grew up a bunch of peppers and they gave us some habaneros and I've never tasted a habanero just without it being in something. So I took a little nibble off of it and immediately had to spit it out. Oh yeah. It's killing me. Yeah. So my wife is, she's tough. Yeah. And she likes to show me up every once in a while, just a little bit. So she's like, you're such a sissy. That's not going to, and I said, well, do you take a bite? I said, don't, but don't swallow it. So she took a huge bite. And chewed it up and swallowed it. Oh my God. Let's just say she needs to go lay down for a little bit. After that, <laughs> it did not go well. She was dying. Yeah. I was like, and I'm, I'm not the one she says I am, but I'm not the one that likes to say, I told you so, but I did and still do to this day. Sometimes it doesn't hurt to listen to me before. Yeah, right. please. Sometimes the boss needs to take advice from the employees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on if you're the employee of the month or not. You're probably not. It's probably the, the kiddo. Isn't it? Uh, it goes back and forth. Goes back and forth. Oh man, uh, I don't know. What is? What else is there? What? What else can we touch base on? I'm trying uh, to give you all introductions you know, there's, to there's, us. There's, uh, we love lots of things. Yeah, we always have, and that's kind of the thing. We're I, one of the reasons I'm even doing this because I always said I'd never do a podcast. But yeah, I've been you know chatting with my cousin. Yeah, Dave here lives about 45 minutes away and gets off, and I get to see him. Like once, once a year. year. And that's because of him, because as soon as the Star Wars started getting remade by Disney, he always invites me every year. Oh, yeah. Each one. And that's a thing. And we will chat every, you know, back and forth a couple of times, a little bit here and there, but it's not the same as getting to see you. Yeah. No, exactly. you live this close. And I'm like, one night we were talking, I was like, dude, we should just sit down and together and play games. 
Oh yeah, even record a podcast. Play some D and D because we play used to play D and D back in the day. Play some D and D, talk about stuff in person. Like before we started recording tonight, we talked for about an hour and a half, and I was like, "Dang it, yeah, we should have been rolling the entire just, time." We just did a show and a half right <laughs> there. Yeah, we've been basically talking about everything that we were going to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> But yet it was just, yeah, it's, I don't know. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you there, no, man. No, like, it's just like, yeah. I, I, it's my excuse to hang out with you. Yeah. Uh, my wife approves of me <laughs> being around you for some reason. I don't well, it's because I've known Trisha. I haven't known her as long as I've known you, but I've known Trish. You've known uh, I've her longer yeah. than. I, I guess it doesn't hurt me. to say her name, does it? Like, I was, I'll just bleep it out. Yeah. Get a monster noise over her. <laughs> yeah, get a Godzilla noise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause I've known her, like I knew her in high school. Right. Like she was one of my friends, one of my like, like circle of friends because, you know, I was that kid in school, even though I'm a giant. Me and Mike both come from these families that we grow giants, it seems like. Yeah, our grandfather was six, 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 seven, seven, like seven six, seven. And then my, my dad's dad was like six, nine or your, whatever. Your dad is. Yeah, my dad is six, six. Yeah. I'm six, five. Mike's over six foot. What are you, six, three? Six, three. Yeah. yeah. And same with my brother. Like, it's so funny, like, cause like girls that I've dated in the past or whatever, anytime I've introduced them to the family or whatever, I always tell them, I'm like, look, you're going to the land of giants. Like, especially with my ex-wife, whenever I first introduced her to my mom and dad and my brother and all of them, I was like, look, you're going to the land of giants because she was five foot one. Right. And I was like, she goes, what? What are you talking about? I was like, You'll see. Trust me. Like you, you think I'm a giant. Just wait till you get to my parents' house because everybody there is over six foot. She goes, "No, they're not." And then she got to my parents' house and she's like, "Holy crap! You're not kidding!" Like even my sister is close to, like she's probably like five nine, five ten, five eleven, close yeah. to six yeah. foot somewhere she's in that area. To me though, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's because she's a little sister, so they, they always get that moniker of just feeling a little bit smaller than what they actually are, right? But uh, but yeah, yeah, it seems like. I don't know whenever, whenever we have like family get togethers and stuff like that. You and I were always getting together and being like going back into your room and, and checking out whatever books you had or whatever model right. you were building. And like we'd always get together and play Dungeons and Dragons and, and talk about Dragonlance books or, or Forgotten Realms. And even before that, I'd get to go over and look at your, you and your brother shared a room and your, your awesome collection of Star Wars oh, action yeah. figures and G.I. Joe. Joe's and all that fun stuff. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I always love going over there. I never became a thief, but I thought about being one. <laughs> Whenever you saw that Millennium oh, Falcon, one, yeah, 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 and, and that's one of the things, even still, like that has carried over to adulthood. Is you know, it's obviously still love Star Wars, and obviously, like, still buy the toys just because, like, whenever I got like a disposable income, I was like, oh, hey, cool, I can buy the stuff that I always wanted to get. And stuff that I didn't have, like, for some reason, you know, parents don't understand that you need more than one stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got to have multiple stormtroopers. They're like, but you've already got a stormtrooper. Why do you need more? Because there's more in the movie, Mom. How am I supposed to recreate the movie if I've only got one stormtrooper? You know? So you need 30 or 40 to come Exactly, man. Like, whatever Vader and the Emperor are walking down the, you know, the, they're walking through the, the <laughs> <laughs> I muted mine. <laughs> I am just wondering if I picked it up on the mic. Everybody's going to be like, what the hell is he laughing about, man? Uh, I was just talking about Vader and the Emperor yeah, walking my through phone the just went off a lightsaber lit up. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than my R2, but, uh, you know, Vader and the Emperor are walking through the Death Star. We're out there. One of the Emperor gets to the Death Star and Return of the Jedi. 
Then you have all those stormtroopers back there. I mean, you got to recreate that. Not only stormtroopers, but you got biker scouts and all like this. And it's like, man, come on, come on, mom. You got to, you got to see what I'm getting at here. What, what was your favorite? Uh, if, if, if you were only able to have one of those action figures oh, or um, ships or whatever, and it, I know what I would pick from it. Yeah. Um, what would it be? Oh, man. I would probably go with Return of the Jedi Luke, the black outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is why, man, because that was the first Luke figure that they did. Granted, they had done figures before that had cloth, soft goods, the, the cloth capes and stuff. But that was the first Luke that they did that had a, had a, had a cloth cape or whatever. And then, you know, it actually came with like, well, you had two variations of that figure. One of them came with a blue lightsaber. One of them came with a green lightsaber. Uh, but of course I had the one with the green lightsaber and I loved that figure so much, man. That was like, and I was a huge fan of Luke Skywalker. I was a goody goody kid. You know, I right. loved, I mean, Han Solo was cool, but Luke Skywalker was my guy. You know, he was, oh, that, yeah. yeah. And Princess Leia was my girlfriend. Was hero. Yeah. <laughs> Ships would probably be, I'm going to go the snow speeder, man. Snow Speeder was really, really? cool. Yeah. I thought you'd say the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon was awesome. The one that I always wanted that I never, ever, ever, ever got was the A-Wing. I love the A-Wing. The A-Wing was super cool. My brother would probably say something like the B-Wing or the Millennium Falcon or even the Snow Speeder. Right. But, but yeah, man, like, I don't know what it was about the, the Snow Speeder. I always just thought that one was like super, super cool. Now, granted, the, the Millennium Falcon, that's a tough call, though, man. That's the reason why it's like the Millennium Falcon was so cool because it had so many different play features because it was a playset. Right. It was a playset, right. you know, and, and in which you don't see that very often now with toys, especially with Star Wars toys. You don't see many playsets. They just did one recently with the BB-8. Oh, right. But before that, you hadn't seen a playset in a really long time. But yeah, I mean, oh, damn it. Now that's, now that's and you like, had the big, y'all had the big Darth Vader storage. Uh, yeah, the carrying case. The yeah, we had two of those. The heights on those um, figures, three and three quarters, three and three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, and the Empire Luke—that's the one with the what the tan uniform. Yeah, the Bestman Luke is. Yeah, one. I think that's might be my favorite. The yeah, time. I always liked that one too. I, the only one though, that one was one of my favorites, and I was having a tough call between that one and the Return of the Jedi Luke just in. And the only reason why I picked the Return of the Jedi Luke one is because I liked that one more as a kid because it had the more accurate saber that came with it. Because that Bespin Luke and the Kenner line back in 1980 came with a yellow lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he doesn't have a yellow lightsaber in the movie. What the hell is this? This is a bunch of crap. Like, it's supposed to be blue, if anything. I mean, come on, guys. But they even did that with the, oh man, I could totally nerd out on toys, man. Sorry. <laughs> like, no. yeah, it's, they, they even did that with the, uh, with the farm boy loot from the 1977 release. They gave him a yellow lightsaber. That's true. Ben Kenobi had a blue one. I always lost those. I always lost the lightsaber. Oh yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're hard to find with. Well, I mean, like a lot of times whenever you buy a figure, it's going to come with like the lightsaber, but now like a lot of collectors and stuff like that, where they sell their figures or whatever, or not just collectors, but vendors, like when they sell their figures, they sell the figure and then you got to go to another auction if you're buying it on eBay and buy the blasted weapon for it, which is driving me up the wall because some of the weapons are pretty damn expensive. I bet. Yeah. Like, uh, if you get like a Princess Leia, you know, I've seen her like the Bespin Leia or the, <clears throat> the Hoth Leia. You buy her weapon, it's going to cost you like 60 bucks. 
And it's just absurd, man. Absurd. Especially when we're paying $30 for a three and three quarter inch piece of plastic anyways. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We kind of got, I uh, guess a little bit off topic there. A little bit. So yours was, yours was always best in loop. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think that was the one I liked the most. Was your vehicle the Falcon then? Because that was the one you coveted. Oh, like that. <laughs> I'm like, how do I sneak this out of this house? Yeah. I don't know. I'll never do it. It's too big to fit underneath my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. me and my brother, like, that was the cool thing. Like, we, I got to say, like, we, we were, I'll just come out and say, like, we were pretty poor as kids, but like, that was the one thing, man. Like, whenever it came time for Christmas, there was two of just about everything underneath the and y'all, tree, man. Y'all got some good stuff. Yeah, we did, man. We did. Well, well, I think let's get into this then. All right. Okay. So, no secret, we're we're going to be talking a little bit of Star Wars, and the main reason is because Last Jedi is coming out next month, forty days and oh, two yeah. hours from now. Oh yeah. Recording and uh, and looking back at our past times and the future visits to that, we just kind of want to go back and talk a little bit about our involvement with and love for Star Wars, right? Oh yeah. And then get into the movies that have come out and then kind of fill me in a little bit more about what you think and it's going to come on with the, with the, with the, the last Jedi, the last Jedi. And I mean, your dad was talking a couple of Christmas ago about star Wars and how much it meant to him. Oh yeah. So that kind of, is kind of the reason why you are, because it was a lot. And that's really, yeah. And that's really like what started my love of star Wars. Because like I said earlier, I was born in 76 uh, a new hope, what we all call a new hope, which was originally just Star Wars until I think Empire Strikes Back came out. You know, it, it was, you know, I was barely a year old when that movie came out. Now, according to my parents, that is the first movie I ever saw in the theaters. I don't remember going and seeing it because, you know, Star Wars stayed in theaters almost a year and then they re-released it in like 78. And then I think they re-released it in 1980 right before. Empire came out. I could be wrong on that one. So don't crucify me if I am wrong. But anyways, uh, yeah, it all sp- spurred from my parents because I didn't know what, yeah, man, like it, it, it had always been like, it's always been there. Like my earliest memories have always had Star Wars. In it. Always. Uh, cause you know, as I said a minute ago, like I, I was one where the movie came out. I don't remember getting my first Star Wars figure. I don't remember cause it had always been there. My parents like, no matter what, they would have had always, even though I wasn't old enough to play with these figures, <laughs> you know, like it was the seventies. People didn't give a crap about like, yeah, he's going to choke to death on this. Well, I guess they did. Cause that's the reason why they, you know, stopped the <laughs> rocket firing Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. 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 But, but you know, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I guess what they would do is give me the figure and be like, here, you can't have the weapon, but, but you can have the figure now. Just shove him up your nose or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. Take it in the bathtub. <laughs> whatever yeah man but yeah it, it's always kind of like it's always been there Star Wars has always been prevalent in my life and I think that's kind of like where it all spurred from and like yeah uh, my dad loves it I I was trying to get him since he's retired now I was trying to get him to go with us on opening night and he's, right. he he won't do it he won't leave the house. yeah he'll go see it a couple of times or whatever yeah he loved Rogue One Not, doesn't like the crowd yeah he doesn't he says he doesn't like the crowds and I'm like but you can like reserve your chair and all like this now you don't have to worry about yeah, fighting you're spoiled man. yeah oh dude it's a great spoiling though I love it those those recliners need to be a little bit longer though because you know, feet hang off. Well, you're a giant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can add any more onto that. Like I said, it's just always kind of like been there. Like 
Well, I think the very first movie I ever saw was uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, yeah. And back then, you saw the movie, that was it. And the only way you could relive it was re-experience was go again. Go again. Like, you know, that wasn't going to happen in my childhood. We weren't going to spend money on multiple trips to a movie. But, you know, the cool things is back then, they would put out the, and I, I think I learned this yesterday, I might be incorrect, the actual, the novelization of the movie, I think, came out in 76. Somewhere I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Which is ahead of the, the actual movie release. Ahead of the movie release, yeah. I think, I want to say the initial Star Wars book, and, I, and this is something I could be wrong, I'm not 100% on, like, whenever it comes to books and things, but, like, they did, I want to say it did come out early because it had uh, Macquarie art on the uh, cover for the book instead of having, you know, the movie poster. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the books. And so you got the books and relived the so movies. As soon as I, I got that, and I, there was a cool thing for like, especially being a little kid, the Star Wars storybook. I just showed you. I still have that. Oh, it's kind of beat yeah. Up. And it tells the story in simple language and has pictures and it has shots from footage that's not in the released version. Yeah. I was like, where's this guy? This guy? Who's this guy? Why is he not in the movie? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you had to go back and had to go back. So it, you know, it's killed you. Oh it's yeah, killed you having to wait. So for the next for the next movie for Empire to come out, that was what nineteen nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was three years after. And then you had to wait until eighty three for Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. And what's funny is uh, I remember when I was a kid, like where you had the books. I've always been an audio type person. Uh, like we had, I've recently bought it. I guess it's been about two years that I bought it, but they did basically it was the movie on a record, but it was like super edited down. So that we've, it wasn't like multiple records. It was just an A side and a B side that really just played the movie itself. And it was just dialogue and the music and all like this. And I remember when I was a kid, my brother used to get so mad at me because whenever we'd watch star Wars and I didn't know how to read, we, it would, it would come on and I'd say, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. And I would always say that. And my brother would get pissed because he'd be like, it doesn't say that. <laughs> Quit. Uh, you know, like my brother's two years older than me. So, you know, there was always those brother, brother fights or whatever, but he would get mad. And it was like, I, I, I even to this day, I, I was kind of wondering like, where did I get that great adventure took place? And that, Record, the record. That record says that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. That's where that came from or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird things like that that kind of go with you or whatever. I, I only had the one for Star Wars. Though. I never had Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. But I think by the time Return of the Jedi came out, we had a VCR. Right. And that was like one of those luxuries at that point in time was a VCR because those things were expensive. The tapes were expensive. Oh, too. God. Yeah. That's the reason why you had to go to a video store and rent them because even the tapes were like, and Star Wars wasn't on video VHS yet. I remember when they first released those on VHS. And that was like a big thing because some of you, so, some people might not know it, but like back, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember Sunday night movie? The Sunday night movie. No. And it had that, like, that marquee thing that went around it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was the way that you would watch movies back then. And so, like, it would take years before a good movie came on TV. So, whenever Star Wars came out on that, I remember it being a big thing and we having, like, friends over to the house or whatever and be like, oh, okay. And you couldn't buy it. Yeah, no, no, you, you couldn't buy it. it. And then people got smart and they'd find a way to rig up two VCRs oh, together yeah. and make the copies. Then you'd go and you'd watch 
whatever you wanted every day. Oh yeah. And, and I, man, I still remember thinking that, Oh, dude, like this, this is, this is so awesome. I'm getting to watch movies at home and this is great. This is great quality. And then you, you try to watch a VHS now. I don't know when was the last time you watched a VHS uh, was, dude, a long time. but it's, it's bad. Like I, I do remember like when I switched over from VHS to DVD and I was like, Ah, it's not that much of an upgrade. Well, we have really bad internet out here. Oh, yeah. So, but we finally got uh, upgraded to another provider, and I finally got it to where we can watch Netflix. So last week, we binged on Stranger Things oh, twice oh, yeah. in a row because my family's crazy, <laughs> and we love it. Yeah. And uh, it's just something about the nostalgia part of oh, the yeah. show that just throws you back in there, kind of like that, and the, the Ready Player One book that oh, I read recently. That dude, Ready Player One is that, so good. It was so but anyhow, I was bringing that up was because when certain points of the day, the internet will slow down and it, there was one point we were sitting there watching Stranger Things and it starts to get a little bit grainy, like it's going to need to be paused to buffer up or something yeah. like that. And I was like, this looks just like a VHS, a, a VHS tape. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm, what the heck? This is 2017. <laughs> right. a better quality TV than that. Speaking of Stranger Things and VHS, uh, have you seen that they are selling uh, Blu-rays and DVDs of Stranger Things? And they look like the VHS. Yeah. yeah even even that. the side of it says VHS on it. I saw really? that the other day, and I meant to like text you and tell you about it. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. It's a Target exclusive. But I saw that, and I was like, dude, that's amazing. It even looked like a VHS cassette you know, case type thing or whatever. Like, super, super, super. Like, just, I was like, man... They're hitting me in the fills. They hit me right. in the fills, man. Like it's just that's just something neat to. Oh yeah, just take it back to like go through that amount of like I guess just I won't even I guess detail would be the right word for that to go through that amount of detail to make the packaging look even retro for um, you know a series set in the eighties and the detail on the show was pretty impeccable. Oh I mean, Lord, I'm sure yeah. Some people could point out things, but. It's it's pretty pretty yeah. accurate. Oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And that's kinda like I've I've never really sat through it and like kind of like trying to look and be like, Hey look, you can see the outline of a cell phone in yeah, kids' pocket in here or whatever. I, I I've never tried to do that before. Now I'm kinda curious and like, hmm, I wonder if I watch and see what they've got. Break it down, see my scene. Yeah. That's like I remember getting our first microwave. Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it was, man. Well, I can remember I can't remember. My dad can remember they were the first, one of the first families in the, their little community uh, that had a TV. Oh, really? And people would come from down the road and to stand watch. outside the window and looking in at the TV. <laughs> because Granddad had gone and sold something. I don't. I'm probably yeah. butchering the story, ah. but but it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say I want to see you're right, man, because I want to. I think my mom, my mom. To y'all that don't know, my mom and Michael's dad are brother sister. So that's perfectly legal because like <laughs> we're we're only cousins, we're not brothers. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear to people like we might be in Texas but we're not in Arkansas. Like, no, no. And people in Arkansas don't do that either. I was yeah, just saying it. <laughs> right. But uh no uh but yeah, I want to say mom was even my mom was old enough to remember whenever they got their first TV as well. I think I think I wanna say she's told me the same story that people were coming from down the road and like standing there mm-hmm. looking in the window while they were watching TV. Yeah. Probably wondering 
what is this evil magic? <laughs> this this, this black magic box that you've got in your house is going to steal your soul. You have to burn them. Eh? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> right. Oh, heck. All right, so let's get back on topic here. Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars. Star Wars. Early 70s. Yes. Young man, young filmmaker. Came up with two important ideas for both of our lives, I'd say. Oh, yeah. One was what became Star Wars. Other was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Indiana Jones franchise. Yes. We'll talk about that more later. Yes. So that's, that's the first movie came out. And so I'm going to run through some of the... I really... There's lots of stuff. This is one of those things. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. I love it. I have my entire life. But I want to go through this list of things Star Wars related that have come out over the years because I pretty much have only watched the, the, the movies. Yeah. But okay, 77, uh, New Hope comes out. The infamous Star Wars holiday special 78. Yeah. I've never seen, I think I've watched that when I was on <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> you don't want to watch I, it. Yeah. Well, I think it, I, it went in, I don't yeah. remember it. 80, uh, Empire came out. Uh, 81 Raiders course. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, 83. Then there was a TV film called Caravan of Courage. I never yeah, the Ewoks movie. 84. Yeah, so that's yeah, Ewoks. Yeah. You had Caravan of Courage. So give you a check mark on that when yeah. you watched that. Oh, yeah. Um, television film in 85 called uh, The Battle for Endor. Yes, that's another Ewoks movie. Droids. Droids was the cartoon, and then they had the Ewoks they cartoon. The Ewoks which, song. the Ewoks cartoon was the, the theme for the Ewoks cartoon. Ewoks. It was... Uh, Oh crap! It was somebody from the police. I can't remember the name of. I can't. Believe, I can't remember his name. Uh, somebody from the band, the police, actually did the theme song for really? the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those just kind of like, like that was like a cable on a cable channel. Or no, something? it was it was. Uh, I want to say it's one of the Saturday morning cartoons. I remember the Joyce cartoon. I watched a few a few of the Joyce cartoons. Okay. Because I remember going like, what the hell is this? This is Star Wars? Like, this doesn't seem like Star Wars. I also thought the same thing about Caravan of Dreams and, or Caravan of, yeah, really and, and the Battle of Endor. Like, they had Ewoks in it, but like, the costumes, I remember even then as a kid looking at the costumes that like, there was one, I can't remember which one it was, cause it's been since the 80s since I watched those, but like, right. there's like a little girl in, in one of those, and like, her costume just seemed like way too sci-fi-y for it to be a Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is obviously sci-fi, it's more like, Science fantasy instead of science fiction. Right. But, like Star Trek is science fiction. Yeah. I always had the same feeling that, cause I'm, I love fantasy and sci-fi, but oh, I probably yeah. lean more towards fantasy, but I think that's why I've always leaned more towards Star Wars because it, it does have that adventure-y. It has magic in it. Feel. Yeah. yeah. The force is magic. The force is magic. And they even refer to Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope as an old wizard. That old wizard, yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. even looks like one when you first see him on screen. Exactly, with the big fluffy hood or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah man. And, and that's, I think that's kind of like what drew, drew me into it because I've always been, you know, the same thing. I think that's like, I always felt like I kind of clicked with you a little bit more than any of the other cousins. Like, don't get me wrong, I love them all, but like you and I, it seemed like we always kind of clicked a little bit more because we had that same thing about like dragons and like, fantasy and and whatever to where it was like yeah man i'd rather you know read a book about uh you know jr tolkien's like the hobbit or whatever than you know i'm just trying to think of something that dan clifton might read but i'm uh-huh. i can't think Don't of think it unless it's like about like hog hunting and fishing or something right, like, something like that, like that. <laughs> which is which is fine but like yeah 
Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Getting back into the uh, the rundown there. Okay. Head. So that's that takes you up from the original trilogy and the way they tried to kind of follow up with it. Then there was a long drought of eighty six to ninety eight. I like to refer to that as the dark times. The dark times, you know, right, right on Before there. Before the empire, and then the kind of controversial for a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety nine, we stood in line and went to see the Phantom Menace. Yep. I was disappointed. Yeah. I, and it's, you know, a lot of people were, man. A lot of people were. Uh, man, uh, like, with that, I, you know, I, I like the prequels. I'll be the first, I'll be a person that comes out and say I like the prequels. Like, whenever I collect, I don't collect prequels. I collect original trilogy. The original right. trilogy is my Star Wars. Right. You know, but yeah, I, I dig the prequels. And, and it's just something that people don't realize is that Star Wars is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got really, really, really upset by Jar Jar Binks. Right. And he doesn't bother me at all because you had the Ewoks. You know, and they even went in as far mm-hmm. as doing like movies about the Ewoks they after Return of the Jedi. Cutesy, yeah. yeah, but there were people that hated the Ewoks back in the 80s as much as what people hate Jar Jar Binks. Are the Ewoks cannibals? Or do the Ewoks, did the Ewoks eat the stormtroopers? Yes, they did, man. That's the reason why they had the, I mean, <laughs> I mean, think about it. They were going to eat Han and Luke right. <laughs> and, right. until, you know. That made them a lot cooler to me when I, and it wasn't until a few years ago that I heard that idea. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, okay. Yeah, they were going to eat them. <laughs> they were about to cook them up, man. You know, I was disappointed, but at the same time, I, in 2002, when Attack of the Clones came out, I yeah. was there in line again, and then yep. I was again in line in 2005, 2005 for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard of the machete method for watching Star Wars? I have heard of the machete method. Done it? I have not. I keep saying I'm going to do that at some point in time. My wife is not a huge uh, Star Wars fan. wasn't. And hadn't. I don't know if she'd even watched all the movies. Yeah. And I had learned about this method, and I forget exactly. So go Google it. Yeah, it's something up. like you, you you start out by episode four, don't you? You start at four, you watch four or five, and you then watch the New Hope, then you go back, yeah, and do uh, Attack of the Clones, I think, yeah, and then you do um, Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, and then, and then you go to Empire, and then you go to Revenge of the Jedi. Okay, it's some order like that, yeah. and it really does flow well because the whole movie becomes about Anakin. The whole oh, yeah. set becomes about Anakin. Yeah. And, you know, and what's really kind of funny about that whole thing is, like, for me, like, when it comes to the prequels, like, if I was going to watch, if I was going to drop any of the movies out of the prequels, I'd drop Attack of the Clones. Really? Yeah. That movie's, like, I'll be honest, like, I say I like the prequels because that, to me, it does add value to the story and a lot of people, there are holes, but, you know, you name me one movie that doesn't have a hole in, in the storyline for it. There's not hardly any perfect movies out there, you know, but, uh. Well, did one of the things, did it seem, did, did the, the prequels seem too clean and shiny? Oh, you know God, yeah, yeah. And is that, I think that's one of the things that when we get to talking about the more recent movies, yeah. they got that grit that yeah. lived in. Cause this, this, I'm about to hit you up with another question. Yeah. It's a long, Star Wars is a deep, has it, a deep history. Has a deep history. And, and, oh, yeah. And I just do uh, kind of touch base real fast because there's something I always like to talk to people about where they say that, well, the original trilogy was really, really kind of gritty and a lived in sci-fi thing. It was a lived in world. And that was one of the things that really touched base about it that people liked about it a lot whenever it first came out is that it looked like it was re- lived in. It wasn't like this pristine sci-fi area or whatever. Whereas the prequels was like very, very pristine. 
Well, I'm going to give everybody just a smidgen of a history lesson here because and I know Mike's a big history buff also. So uh, here's what, what I always equate that to is remember the beginning of World War II. Let's like go all the way back to World War II. And, and if you look at everything back then where all the planes were painted, you know, all the equipment was nice and, and buffed out and, and, you know, was done the way that it was supposed to do. And then if you look towards the end of World War II, where we're sending B-17s and fighters off the assembly line and just throwing a few markings on them, throwing some invasion stripes on them and sending them to the front line. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Basically, you know, they, they were, they were basically just like pushing them out the door. We got to get this going. And that, to me, I've always equated that with the prequels, you know, along with World War II, because it's like, okay, well, so before the empire, you had time to build up your arsenals, right? And so everything is painted and everything is bright and shiny and it's not really being used because, you know, you're, you're before the Clone Wars. So you haven't been in a giant turmoil in a while. And then all of a sudden you have the Clone Wars happen. And so you're still at the beginning stages of World War II to where you've got like all this stuff that you're using, but it's been sitting and it hadn't been used yet. And then so by the time you reach the original trilogy to where all these things have been used for years because it's been constant turmoil after the empire took over the, the Senate and became the empire from the galactic Republic to now it's the the galactic empire. And then now, you know, you're 20, I think it's like, actually, I think it's 16 years between revenge of the Sith to a new hope. I think it's supposed to be a 16 year time period in there. Uh, but now you're 16 years down the road and granted you've got X-wing fighters instead of the Naboo starfighter and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're getting used a lot more. Gotcha. So it makes a lot of sense. So that's, that's always been my thought on it. And of course I could just be like making, making excuses and being an apologist for Lucas, which I've been called quite a few times, but I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Man. You gave me a new, uh, framework to look at it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Oh yeah. Man. It's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, <sighs> I just kind of like, and like I said, it's not being an apologist. It's kind of like trying to find a reason of why those things will be nice and bright and shiny and new, you know. Well, you want to make, you want it to make sense in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That to me, that's why. Or you become the people that just nitpick it and say it's garbage and. Oh, yeah. And just say I'm done with it. This is the worst. Yeah. Well, in between Attack of the Clones, there's Clone Wars. Television series, right? Yes, that was Gindy Tartakovsky. I don't think I'm saying his name right. But that was a uh, Cartoon Network short that was like five minutes long. It's really, really awesome. If you've never seen it before, okay. I'd say watch it. That's gonna, And then there was a, a series that was on from 08 to 14. Yeah, another Clone War series. And then 2012, big year. Something yeah. Big happened. That was the sell of Disney. Mouse. Yeah, the Mouse Years bought. But, and it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a giant Star Wars fan and I've been to Celebration. I've gotten a Celebration from 2010. Celebration 5 was my first one. Right. The year of the divorce. The year. <laughs> yeah. The, the year of the divorce. Like, I guess it's kind of funny. I went to Celebration the year that I got divorced. So I guess you could call my divorce celebration. a Celebration, but like, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I won't because, uh, you know, there's no hard feelings there or anything like that. My wife wasn't, my ex-wife wasn't like a, a horrible person or anything, but, uh, yeah, uh, you had celebration in 2010, which is celebration five. Then you had celebration six in 2012 that me and my brother went to. And apparently we had thought there had been talks, you know, that Lucas was actually having dinner with, well, 
he did. There wasn't just talks. Lucas had dinner with Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill at in Orlando there at Celebration Six. Okay. And so the the whole idea was that that we were getting episode seven, eight, nine. But of course, the only big big announcement that they made was the Blu-ray releases or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I still say because that sell happened in October. I'm not sure exactly what the date was, but I remember it's October. But that celebration one was in August. So I still say that they were supposed to make that announcement in August, but you know, they hadn't crossed all the I's, dotted the T's. I realize I said that backwards. I did it on purpose, but yeah, <laughs> like, you know, whatever it goes with the legal jargon of actually selling a company that the size of Lucasfilm and the worth of Lucasfilm to another company, the size and the worth of Disney, you know, because I mean, good God, you kind of think about the stuff that Mother Mousier doesn't own. Right. But yeah. Well, yeah. With, with that sale, the Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones got sold as well. We're supposedly, if all goes right, we're going to have one last Harrison Ford as oh, putting dude. the hat on. That gives me chill bumps, man. I love In that. 2020, I think. I think so. I think that's right. And that was something I wanted to talk to you about. And I kept, I meant, I meant to send you a, I meant to send you a text. I meant to, I meant to send you a text about a thing in Stranger Things, whenever Hopper is down in the tunnel and he gets wrapped up and his hat and all like this type of stuff yeah. falls off. And he goes there was back a, for the hat. There was a total Indiana Jones point where, point where he goes back for the hat and picks his hat up and puts it on his head. I was like, yes, dude, you hit that. You got it. Go like, off on a tangent again because you yeah. just brought it up. How many different influences or callbacks or, or little, what do you call it, Easter eggs do you think there are in that Stranger Things? Oh. Going man. back to me, I, I see the Goonies, to see Gremlins, yeah. Alien. Um, Goonies for exorcist, sure. Of course, of course, this last episode. Yeah. No spoilers. There's an exorcism. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I wrote down the other day. I had like 10 movies that just brought me back to this feeling of stand up by me walking down the train oh, tracks yeah. feeling. Of, you know, and they have even that moment where they're walking down the train tracks in right. two separate pairs. And I remember that point and stand by. That was a great movie, man. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Sorry, we could we could probably do an episode Stephen, about Stand by Me, Stephen King, General my, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that's a great. My one. wife is she does not believe she she believes that Stephen King has does not write all the books that he's he's put out. Really, she's one. Of the, there's no way, and I can see that. But you know, well, they do kind of they're kind of like a wide range, almost. Man, I mean, yeah, when he, you think he, about it, he he does have it, but somehow there a lot of them are connected. Yeah. Um, but she just looks at the output and when just how awesome Shawshank is and generally doesn't really have the feeling of like it. Yeah. Um, see, I've never read Shawshank and or it because I don't really do horror all that much. My, horror, I, yeah. my, my oldest daughter wanted to go see it really bad. And I, I was scarred by the, the when it, the mini series came. Yeah. It scarred me. Oh yeah. Big time. And I read the book. You say I've I never a, seen it. I went through a phase where I read a lot of Stephen King. Oh, yeah. And uh, I went, and this movie really messed me up, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. I don't think I can do a, the next one. Yeah. She's laughing over there during it, and I'm like, they just 
ripped a little kid's arm off. I can't, <laughs> I can't watch this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I just can't. It's not, I'm not built that way. Yeah. No, but, uh, really going off tracks there. But, um, <laughs> to get back. So, so then, so then we get Force Awakens, right? Yeah. We get, uh, Rebels TV show. Rebels TV show. You watch that. Yeah. I haven't seen any of I've watched most of Rebels. I, I, I didn't have Disney XD for a while. And so now I, I oh, suck okay. at doing like TV on schedule. And then you get the sequel trilogy starts with Force Awakens 2015 yes. anthology film Rogue One. Rogue One. And then uh, have have you has this started already? Forces of Destiny TV series. Forces of Destiny has started. It's more of like a uh, little shorts oh, is okay. what that is. And you can watch them all together. I want to say on like YouTube or oh, whatever. Okay. And they have the Forces of Destiny. Uh, action figures for girls. I'll call them action figures because they're Star Wars. You can call them dolls if you want to, but you know, just because like it's for a girl, you can't say that it's not an action figure. Sure. You know, I mean, and then, and like part of me, like I haven't bought them. Part of me kind of wants to get them because they are really kind of cute looking or whatever, man. Right. They're they're really stylized like figures or whatever. But you go for it. Dude. Yeah, I haven't done it, man. I, I can't buy everything. I've got to like. I just told myself here recently, I'm like, okay, you've got to calm down on the Black Series. I do these six-inch figures oh, on the Black Series. Nice. Oh, yeah, they're super nice. I've got two of every one that's been released wow. so far. So, and do I'm, you open them? I open one and keep one in box. In box yeah. And so, like, now I'm kind of cutting that back because I'm going to a more high-end. There's a group that's called Hot Toys out mm-hmm. of Japan that are freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're expensive. So I'd rather save money for the hot toys and buy just like the original trilogy six inch Hasbro stuff. So yeah. Make yourself happy. I had an older guy tell me one time he carried cards around, he passed them out. Yeah. You know, and he said, and this was back 20 years ago, and it stuck with me. He's like, and on the cards that had written, let me see if I'll probably mess this up. Um, you don't get old. You don't stop playing because you get old. Yeah. You get old because you stop playing. playing. Yeah. So I love that saying. Hold on to your passion, find your joys, and stick with that kind of stuff. And that, and this one ties into Star Wars, uh, saying by Joseph Campbell, yeah. live in bliss. And find out what your bliss is and live in your bliss. So I, I kind of live in Star Wars, man. Campbell, and that's not a bad place to live. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, and, and Lucas was a, a student of Campbell's. Right. You know, and really influenced by the hero with a thousand faces idea. Right? Exactly. Campbell. You know, Campbell, for those people who's, who's not familiar with Joseph Campbell, he kind of developed a theory about mythology and kind of developed an American mythology. I think he might have wrote a book or something like that titled American Mythology or whatever, but he kind of came up with a theory about mythology where you have the hero and the hero's journey and the hero always has a decision to either go on that journey or to not. So you have, Star Wars A New Hope and that first initial movie, Luke has that choice of either A, stay here and work on my parents, or sorry, aunt and uncle's farm, mm-hmm. or B, follow the crazy old wizard and go learn the ways of the Jedi. Well, he gets kind of forced into that role because he goes back to the farm and they're, you know, charred cor- corpses laying on top of one another. And it's, I always kind of thought as a kid, I was like, why are they laying on top of one another? <laughs> like, Tossed them there. Right. They just didn't, they were, had the decency not to show that to little kids. Because <laughs> right. now they would just show them, shoot them in the head, and then oh, yeah. them with a flamethrower. Yeah. Ex- they were on oh, screen. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they get a PG 13 rating. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, again, I got kind of sidetracked because I kept it in the range of Star Wars, but yeah. I'm gonna get this off the talk rails. About whatever we want. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll go back to Chile if you want. <laughs> so, so we've kind of caught up. Um, Last Jedi this year solo, which I'm excited about. I uh, really like that actor. I don't know if you've seen him and some other stuff. I've seen him in a couple of things. He was in the Dunkirk movie. I haven't seen Dunkirk. Oh, you haven't seen Dunkirk. I, I know he was in the Coen Brothers movie playing yeah. a cowboy actor. Oh, really? Um, he, he's awesome in that. And he was in another, uh, a show. I want to say he's the actor in a, in a movie called Beautiful Creatures. That sounds familiar. I think that's him. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Um, I, you know, don't email me or text me because I don't see what you <laughs> think. I am wrong. I'm going to make, I'm going to say things wrong. I'm going to, um, forget things that say, Get bad information, but yeah, not to. Ah, and yeah. then uh, episode nine, two thousand nineteen. Yes, yes, and that's gonna what's the you know th- that's gonna wrap up the trilogy. There's gonna be like an end point. I don't know if that's gonna wrap it up or not, man. Just gonna I, I kind of, them out. I kind of feel like Disney's gonna keep going. Um, unfortunately, I think that's gonna be you know episode nine is probably gonna be the end of the original trilogy characters, and I don't. It's kind of one thing that I've kind of like often thought about and I'll pose the question to you like once they do get rid of all the original trilogy characters are you still going to be as as pumped about a Star Wars movie knowing that you're going to go see say episode 10 or 11 or 12 and there's not going to be a Luke Skywalker I think I am going to be yeah that's what the the original draw is but you know done well that's one of the beautiful things about any good world like this is the world itself is a draw Oh yeah, um, and it's a it's a huge world. Like and, it's, and you can be tell infinite stories in it. Yeah, because it's so it's so much out there. I mean, we we didn't get into this, but it's not just the movies. It's not just the TV shows, uh, not just the soundtracks. There's comic books. Oh, and then yeah. there's the novels. There's hundreds oh, and dude. hundreds of novels, and you so know, many. I'm uh, I'm too scatterbrained. Yeah, in my fandoms and things that I love, my interests. I have way too many things I, I care about yeah. to dive in that deep. But I've always, part of me has always wanted to go in and say, I'm just going to go in and read up. But the funny thing that happened is, and it made a lot of people mad, didn't it? When oh, Disney got and made a legends, all the books, nothing. It's all legends. Yeah. It's not canon. The only thing canon from here on out is going to be the. From, from the movies being from made, the original TV. movies, the prequels, and the movies being made now, and any TV shows and comics that come out. Well, it's kind of, kind of reversed. Okay. Uh, anything now is canon. That's all, right. yeah. all movies, all comics, all TV shows, all everything from now on is canon. Right. Whereas even beforehand, and Lucas told people, and I don't know, that's what I don't understand why everybody got so upset is because like they were thinking that this is canon and it was never stated that that is canon. Like they were just like, you know, and it's pretty well known that there is a Luke Skywalker in the books and then, and what people like to call the expanded universe, the EU, uh, Luke Skywalker had a wife in the, in, in the mm-hmm. EU and her name was Mara Jade. And it's pretty well known that Lucas actually like hated that character. Like really? he could not stand the Mara Jade character. I didn't have any problem with it. Granted, I will say like for me, the books, the books are, are overwhelming when we first jump in because there are so many. They come out so frequently. They do. They do. Well, and that, it's really, I will say that's the one good thing that like Disney did is they've really, really, really tapered that off to where back 
before the Disney acquired it, you would have, you know, it seemed like there was like a book almost a month coming out at that point in time. Like they were just turning stuff out, turning stuff out, turning stuff out, along with the comics, like what you said, along with the TV series. And even back then, Lucas had said, like, you had the three tiers of, of canon. You had the movie canon. You had the TV series canon, and then you had everything else underneath that. So it was comic books and, and, and books, you know, and that was basically anything that's on that three, third tier was basically called the EU, the expanded universe. And to me, like, I got into it because, you know, I, I, I get to listen to books while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of, of audio books. And so, like, I kind of got into it just because, like, I can listen to a book at work, mm-hmm. and it makes my day fly by. Oh, yeah. Whereas if I was listening to music, I'd listen to 50 songs, and I'm like, well, crap, I still got an hour till break right. starts. So, like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, so the books, some of them are really good. They're very, very hit or miss. And a lot of times, like, my favorite books are the books that don't follow the main characters, Luke, Leia, and Han. Yeah. Because it seems to me like a lot of the times these authors, I don't know if Sometimes I even wonder if the authors have even watched any of the movies because they totally like miss on the characters a lot of times where I'm like, granted, I like to think of myself as a Star Wars expert, but that's because I've seen the movies, you know, 8,569 times or whatever. I don't know. That's not an accurate number. Don't hold me to that because it's going to change all the time. (laughs) I like to indulge just a little bit, but, uh, you know, to me, you know, it, it, you learn a character by watching movies, especially when you've seen the movies that many times. Right. And you, you can sit there and be like, well, yeah, Luke wouldn't do that because that's not the way that, you know, that's just not how he would handle that situation. It's not what he would do or the Jedi Order wouldn't have the sword of the Jedi, you know. To, the Jedi Order was a peacekeeping, you know, uh, entity. They, you know, they were the, the guardians of, they were the guardians of the galaxy, you know, and even, you know, I think. You know, Obi-Wan or Yoda says it at some point in time. They were the, what? I can't remember exact words, but he calls them the guardians. Right. And they weren't going around. They wouldn't have had anybody labeled the Sword of the Jedi, which was the title for Jaina Solo in the books. You know, and it's like, that's just kind of like defeats everything that the Jedi would be. When something gets so big and you're going to have editorial oversight for this stuff, sometimes it's going to get, especially when they're doing so much, stuff's going to get. Missed. I yeah, it's going to get missed. It's going to get, uh, I don't know, it's convoluted the right word for that because it's not, it's just not going to be clear anymore because right. you've got so many things and things are overlapping. And it's just, it's fun. It is fun. I will say that if you go into the books and just look at it as like a book instead of trying to put it in, right. into a timeline and into a place and try to make it canon. But, and yeah, people get, get back to the original thing. People did get really upset because they all of a sudden said these books were now legends instead of saying that they were actual part of it. But that was another thing is Lucas said a long time ago that they weren't canon. Basically right. any story that came from him was canon, not, you know, whatever written by Joe Blow or whatever. Right. I was trying to think of Christy Golden. I know she's one of them. I was trying to think of the name of the author and she got really mad when her, uh, they did the Clone Wars. I think the Clone Wars TV series, and they did this thing on the Mandalorians, and she oh. got upset because she had done like these Mandalorian books or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm butchering it, and somebody's going to let me know about it. I'm sure, but like she did these Mandalorian books, and she had kind of based them as like a warrior civilization. Mm-hmm. Whereas whenever it came to TV series Clone Wars. She did them as a peaceful, or not she, but it would be Lucas and Dave Filoni did them as like a peaceful, uh, 
people. They were neutral and they had no weapons or whatever, but yet, you know, they have completely painted a different picture in the EU or whatever. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's, you know, people have been upset in the EU forever. Right. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, if you're in deep, if you're in that deep in the Star Wars stuff, then you're, you're good. You're, you know, you're going to know about it. And like I said, I I enjoy the books. Some of them are really bad. Some of them are really good. You know, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like pick your poison, man. Like if you can get into it and like, I'm one of those people that's like, I can watch a movie and it can, you know, call out a popcorn movie, like the Transformers or whatever. Right. I can sit there and I can be entertained and I can like that movie. And, and it all and, kind of deals, revolves around your attitude going into it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And a lot of people, I think, go into something expecting to hate it and you're going to it, something expecting to hate it. Might be a little bit pleasantly surprised. You're probably just going to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to look for every right. reason to hate the thing. So, you know, save yourself the money. Ben Affleck is Batman. This is such crap. Oh, my God. Hey, don't say that. I love Ben Affleck. I do, I too, Batman. man. Like, I, I always say, like, you, you cast... You I almost, I almost said Adam West instead of Bruce Wayne. Like, you cast Bruce Wayne. You don't cast Batman. To me, Batman is the costume and the cow. Whereas... You cast Adam West. Uh, Adam West. I just did it just then. Right. Uh, you cast Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. And yeah. to me, Ben Affleck is a great Bruce Wayne. You so, know? So for me. Conceited. Full of himself. You know? Whatever. Yeah. You know? He, he, to me, he nails Batman. Or uh, Batman. You know what I'm talking about. Bruce Wayne. Bruce I can't, Wayne. I can't keep Bruce Wayne. It's all the Star Wars talk. I'm still kind of giddy about that. I was like, oh, oh I got yeah. to talk Star Wars for almost an hour. I just said it's great. <laughs> we'll have to go back to the answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and watch them. Because uh, I'm already invested in new characters that aren't. Oh yeah, you know, because they're doing it. They're doing a good job. Oh yeah, I almost forgot what the question was. There for a second, I was like, "Wait, you, yeah. you, you'd said, are you gonna when the yeah. main characters from the originals are all gone and they're well, two are we know definitely gonna be gone yeah, after two, yeah. this movie. Oh yeah, because um, Ford he was done uh, with being solo. That's the only reason he agreed to come back, isn't it? I'll do yeah. one more. And that's one thing that I love about the force awakens is that imagery, whatever. And it's like one of the most horrible parts in the movie. I, I think well, you were sitting next to me when we saw that, weren't mm-hmm. you? Cause I remember, I don't know if you could hear me. I was like, don't do it. 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 Yeah. I knew it was coming, but like the imagery that they use, I was watching the force awakens. You were watching the force awakens whenever I got here. That imagery that they use as Harrison Ford walks out on the catwalk and the uh, Starkiller base is, is sucking in the sun to, to power the, the giant weapon. And he meets uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben Solo in the middle of Ben Skywalker is actually a character from the EU who's yeah. Luke Skywalker and Marjay's son. But anyways, he uh, you know meets Ben there on the catwalk on the big bridge. Across the ginormous chasm into nothingness or whatever. And it goes from the sun being there and being light. And you think Kylo is going to the light side and giving his, giving his saber over to his dad to the music turning very ominous and that John Williams amazing score. And then it goes kind of dark and you see the red glow. And then that's whenever he gets ran through. And I love that imagery, just like the telling the story through the lighting and the music. But also, you know, a lot of attention to detail. Oh yeah, man. So when my wife and I actually started Force Awakens last night, yeah, a little, a little bit too late, but I was just watching it and just like looking at all the little details in every scene. Oh and god, yeah, so much work put into it. It's a beautiful thing, man. I, I don't know that, that that movie 
catches some flag. And that's what gets me. It's like when that movie came out, everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. And now people give it crap all the time. And I'm like, what happened, man? Look, what happened? Well, let's, uh, let's take a pause right now. Cause I need to feed the cats. Okay. And, uh, I got some more questions for you if you got time. Go ahead. Hey, uh, this, uh, this, this episode is sponsored by Magic Dough. Magic Dough. Magic Dough. Magic Dough. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Magic Dough. Magic Dough does whatever you want it to do, dough. That's right. Yeah, it does anything. You want to fix your tire? Just put that Magic Dough on it and it, it makes your tire well again. You want to, you want to fix your, you want your computer machine to work? Throw some Magic Dough on it and it makes it work like new. Yeah. That's right. You Magic Dough is great. A- when things ain't working right, things is rough, things is hard, you got to get that magic dough. And when you get that magic dough, it'll change your life. So kids, get that magic dough and make it happen. Get it. Magic dough. Magic dough. Magic dough. Magic dough. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think it, just sure they, of, they appreciate it, all the, the attention they get. But oh, at the same yeah. time, when you get something personalized, they know you're not just going to go out and sell it and make money. Oh, yeah. And just to kind of fill everybody in, I just took it off pause. I didn't even tell you, but just kind of fill everybody in. Um, Mike and I were having a conversation about what would you save in your house if your house was to burn down. And if you want to, if anybody's actually listening to this and you want to email us, go right ahead. Uh, we're going to get a Facebook page also. I don't know if you know that yet or not, Michael. But we're gonna get we're gonna have a Facebook page. I'm planning on making it in the next like You're two in charge of that. next next two weeks or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, either. We'll get that. Yeah, up. We'll, get, we'll get that up. And if you actually listen to this, uh, email us or or comment on the Facebook page once it's up. Uh, what is what is the one item that you would save from your house? And I asked Michael what was what what is the one item that you would save from your house if your house was to burn down? And this is not people or animals. Yeah, so this after is, my wife and kids are out safe. Yeah. And, uh, well, I don't care about cats. Oh, cat lovers don't get mad at me. <laughs> I love my cats. Yeah. You might have heard them already. They're meowing in the background. It's, um, uh, it, it's going to have to be like uh, either the hard drive or one of the laptops that have all our photos yeah. on it because we don't get them developed. We have them stored on there and we, we do. Well, I take that back. We also have some photo books that we've made. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be one or the other. It's definitely going to be uh, family photos. Yeah. Uh, my, my answer, that's what, that's what we were talking about. And like, one of our tickets off pause, but, uh, my, my answer to that is my, I have a, granted, it's not an authentic Empire Strikes Back poster, but it's an Empire Strikes Back poster. It's a reprint. And, uh, I've got it autographed and I've got a lot of the, a lot of the cast of Star Wars. I've got Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, you know, Anthony Daniels. I've got Ben Burt. I mean, how many people actually get the sound editors, you know, sound designers? Uh, autograph Ben Burt, Clive Rebel, who played the 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 Emperor and the original Emperor and Empire Strikes Back. So there was, awesome. yeah, what are they did the later they you know where they did the special editions or whatever the the remastered versions or whatever they actually replaced that Emperor with uh, uh, Ian McDermott, and so I actually have Ian McDermott signed signed on it also, and Peter Mayhew and Anthony Daniels. Kenny wow. Baker and Kenny Baker and Carrie Fisher, as we both know, aren't with us anymore. And so I always say that that's the one thing in my house that I would go for to save besides myself and besides my dog, uh, would be my Empire Strikes Back poster. And the one thing I was saying is like, it's so awesome to me. It's to, to me, that's a priceless item because it does have Carrie Fisher's autograph on it. But 
it's really in valued terms, like it's really not worth that much because I've had the, the autographs personalized. Everything is like to Dave, except for like Peter Mayhew and Kenny Baker wouldn't personalize. Um, but like I was telling Mike, Michael here that, that, you know, what's awesome about it is like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher's autographs are right next to one another. And it says Mark Hamill signed best to Dave, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher signed it second best to Dave. Carrie Fisher. And it's like, it's what's great is it just, you know, even in her personalization of an autograph, her, her, her humor came through on that. Just, wow. uh, just about, you know, a little bitty line that she wrote on it. And it's so great, man, because I can look at that all the time. And, I, and, and that's one of the reasons why I've collect autographs because I can sit there and I can look at the autograph and I can be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally remember that day because I got to meet Carrie Fisher that day or I got to meet Mark Hamill that day or. Peter Mayhew or awesome. yeah, uh, no, Jeremy Bullock. Yeah, I can sit there and keep going on and on. The only ones I really don't have is, you know, George Lucas, Harrison Ford, and, and James Earl Jones. So let's go on a road trip. Uh, I'm totally game, dude. Apparently, James Earl Jones is really cool about signing stuff. I know he does a lot of Broadway stuff or whatever, like plays and junk like that oh, now. Yeah. But uh, apparently, like, he's really good about coming out after the show and signing a lot of stuff. So cool. I'm totally game. We, we can go to New York. I've never been to New York. Been to Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's cool. I'd like to go back to Chicago, but we could take a road trip. But yeah, okay. So uh, getting back into it, uh, well, where did we leave off at? Where did we pause at? Just a minute. Ago? Um, we've been talking about uh, when to eat the into the EU and oh, okay, yeah, how and basically like would you continue? Oh yeah, the, watching the, after after the um, yeah, the getting excited for right. more episodes. And I tell you what, man, like. I kind of, that's kind of one thing that has been kind of, I've been kind of contemplating about. Like, would I be as excited about a new Star Wars movie as what I would without Luke Skywalker, without Carrie Fisher, without Harrison Ford? And yeah, man, I totally would. Just because, like, uh, the story, the story is what drags me in. The story is what gets me. That's what's got me so involved in it. Granted, yes, I do. I love Luke Skywalker. He's been my favorite since I was a kid. It wasn't Boba Fett. It wasn't Han Solo. It was Luke Skywalker, man. Like, he was the ultimate good guy. And that was the one thing that killed me whenever I was a kid. I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back. That was the first movie I remember seeing in a movie theater. Granted, you know, my parents said that they took me to see A New Hope. But we went to a theater there in Denton that was up there on the square. And I remember standing outside I don't know if it was opening night or whatever. I was four at the time. It was 1980. But I do remember standing outside in this long, long line to get in. And we got these posters where we got our tickets and went inside. And I remember, you know, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen the movie by now, you know, it's, 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 you know, 37 years later. So, uh, you know, whenever you find out that Vader is Luke's father, that for three years, dude, I was like, no. No, that's that's a lie. There is no way that the ultimate evil in the galaxy is the ultimate good guy's right. dad. It was mind blowing, especially when oh, that age. Yeah, man. Yeah, and like like I said, man, for three years I was like, no, it's a lie. There's no way that he is Luke's dad. He's, he's lying. 
Yeah, and that's what manipulate him. And that's what I thought. I thought he was lying to him because he was trying to manipulate him or whatever. And that's exactly what it was. I thought he was just trying to get to him or whatever. As and you know, my brother's like, no, he's his dad because my brother, you know, he's my older brother. He's two years older than me. You know, we would do things to pick at each other or whatnot. And he would always be like, yeah, no, that's his dad. And I get all sorts of pissed off. You know, just like I'm telling that Princess Leia was my girlfriend and I'd carry my Princess Leia action figure around in my pocket. You know, like that's not your girlfriend. She's not real. I'm like, yeah. She is, dude. Star Wars is real. Star Wars is real. Yeah. Well, don't plan on setting time limits on these. Yeah, we were just kind of, kind of see what happens. Everything do about once a month. Yeah, about once a month, or maybe twice a month, or whatever. I think both our schedules are a little bit too hectic to try to do weekly. But absolutely, I would. I'd be. You know, I'm game to do once a month, or maybe try two times. You know, twice a month, bi monthly, or whatever. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we're going to do, and we're definitely going to, we're going to be having your brother. You've been bringing him up. Yes. After we go see the, um, the last Jedi. I would like if we possibly can, we can do a, well, we can talk to about our predictions for the last Jedi on this one. And then, cause I was thinking maybe we should do one before the last Jedi and then do the reactions to the last Jedi. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We'll do something like that. Um, one of the things I wanted to do, I was going to originally, when we talked about doing this, I was like, Let's sit down, and you covered a lot of it already. Yeah, um, bringing up it here and there in our conversation. But originally, I was going to say, "Okay, the new, a new hope. What's yeah. it about?" Okay, now uh, Empire Strikes Back. What's that about? Now, really, I want you to try to do this. This is a more of a challenge for you, okay, than anything. And I, I did give you a heads up about. It. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. The challenge is tell me the story of Star Wars as succinctly, but as um, comprehensively at the same time as oh you can. Oh my god! As if it's the real. You're telling a real, like if you, okay, you're going to sit down for a history class and you're going to do the, an overview of the history of the United States. Yeah, I want you to do an overview of what is known, at least by you, about. Star Wars as the history of Star Wars as a real thing. Okay. So I'm just going to assume that these people already know what Jedi is and stuff like that are. So if you don't go Google it. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know what Jedi is, then you've been, if they don't know what Jedi is, they probably hate Star Wars. Yeah, you've been, you've been really, 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 really sheltered. So there's this boy who was born as an immaculate conception. I would, I like to refer to him as the, uh, Jedi Jesus, uh, by the name of Anakin Skywalker, who was born to Shmi Skywalker. Uh, on a little desert planet by the name of Tatooine. And with that, he was born into slavery. And so he kind of, I would say, held, uh, being born into slavery, he held in aggressions and, you know, hidden emotions. And whenever he found his force powers, he didn't know he had them yet, but, you know, he was a great pilot to begin with whenever they found him already. And then whenever they, he wound up learning how to access that force power rather than just in the time of need, just he could tap into it whenever he wanted to. That is whenever the corruption started. And that's whenever he became the ultimate evil in the galaxy. And by him learning how to tap into that is what darkened him and the influences around him. Granted, he did have great influences by the Jedi, but as we said, uh, as I said, like he was very, he already had pent up emotions and pent up anger from being born into slavery to begin with. So finding a release for that helped him. And that person that really helped him release it is this guy by the name of uh, Senator Palpatine, who was from the planet of Boo. 
And so he didn't realize it. Nobody else realized it at the same time, but he was a Sith in hiding, which is known as the Phantom Menace. He was, you know, manipulating already at that point the Senate and the government at that time to help him fabricate what we later come to know as the Galactic Empire, but granted we're not there yet because he totally sets up this whole thing to where you have a, a, a mechanized army of uh, uh, mechanized army, uh, uh, army of machinations. There we go. Of yeah. robot machinations. I might've been redundant with my talking just then, but anyways, he, he develops this army of these robots and totally plays against it by having another clone army developed that we all know that if you watch the movies, you'll see even their, their armor and stuff like that looks similar to what you see later as the stormtroopers. So you roll through that. All of a sudden the galaxy goes to war. They're at turmoil. He's able to manipulate again, the Senate to thinking that the Supreme chancellor is not, Performing his job correctly. As in, your Supreme Chancellor, as in, like, you know, Germany has a Supreme Chancellor. We have a president. You know, it's basically the same thing. So, he's able to convince them that, hey, this dude's not doing his job right. He's a bad guy. We need to get him the hell out of there. So, and, uh, you know, a term that's familiar to us, they impeach him. Mm-hmm. And so they immediately take a vote on the spot. But they're, they're, they're leaders, you know, elected by, the Senate and not send out to a vote of the public because I mean, think about it. Like if you try to take a vote of the public throughout a galaxy as vast as that, it'd yeah. take forever. Imagine that campaign. Yeah. Russia would totally be tampering, tampering with mm-hmm. that one, but then, you know, it'd be a lot more tampering. <laughs> and we told we said we weren't going to talk about politics, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, you know, uh, Palpatine had already been kind of manipulating and stuff like that. So he's been working with so many people. So he easily gets elected. So therefore now Palpatine is in charge of this. And you move to the next movie to where the actual war with the clones and the, and the, and, and the droids starts to happen. And he starts pulling strings here and there. And he's working both sides at the same time. Now you have Anakin who has not yet been fully manipulated yet, but he's starting to come up. He's starting, he's received a lot of his training. He's now an official Padawan. He's, he's being led by Obi-Wan, who's, who's a, a, a good job, but yet you also had Obi-Wan's master, who was Qui-Gon, who was kind of like a revolutionary of sorts, if you say, with inside the Jedi Order. And he was kind of like on the outskirts of, yeah, exactly. He was definitely a troublemaker. And I, I want to say it's even referenced a couple of times that, you know, he doesn't, he didn't do things exactly the Jedi way and was in trouble at times. So with, you know, that little bit of a, a rattle to the boat, I think is where Obi-Wan was not able to fully develop and mold Anakin. So you've already got this one kid who's got this pent up anger and emotions and you see it flashes of it every once in a while. Then everybody calls him being bratty or whatever. But to me, those are like little flashes of, a, of the emotion coming out. Right. You know, Obi-Wan doesn't, he, he, he holds me back, you know, or whatever, or even like, you know, whenever you get to, I think it's Revenge of the Sith where his mom dies and he uses, he goes, I uh, know it is, it is Attack of the Clones, I think, mm-hmm. where his mom does. Yeah. 
You know, and he uses that hate. And at that point in time is whenever I think that he first officially taps into the dark side to kill the Tuscan Raiders. Right. So already now you already have him starting to go bad. So fast forward a little bit. Now you're up into Revenge of the Sith. You've got this full on war going on. Galaxies in turmoil. You have different uh, systems going to the droid federation. You have the galactic alliance over here and they're just button heads constantly, constantly, constantly. And there's no middle ground. But like I said, you still got Palpatine and they're pulling strings left and right. But now he's starting to take Anakin under his wing because Anakin's kind of become a, a, a hero of the Republic. He's like this great general or whatever. And if you watch that uh, TV show, The Clone Wars, it really kind of explains that a lot. Um, so now you've got this war hero. And so, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't like talking to the Senate. So he always sends Anakin to the Senate. Mm-hmm. Plus, Anakin's really, really sweet on this one chick called Padme. Well, nobody knows, but those two are married. So he keeps going to the Senate, go hang out with Padme. Padme's from Naboo. Palpatine's from Naboo. So Palpatine kind of takes him under his wing. And that's kind of where the strings start getting pulled a little bit more. And the person we know as Anakin Skywalker starts to unravel and become the ultimate evil as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. To where at the end, he starts, and I think it's him that starts putting the dreams in Anakin, him seeing Padme die. Right. And so he starts talking to, you know, Palpatine about death and like, how can you stop death? Is there a way to stop death? And that's where you had the famous scene of where they're sitting in the opera mm-hmm. and he says, you know, there's a way to stop death, but you know, it's a technique you can't learn from a Jedi. Right. And that's where he tells him about, you know, the faithful story of Darth Plagueis the Wise mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> that's not uh, a horrible Palpatine impersonation. But, uh, so anyways, you have that. They send Anakin to spy on the Senate. He's going to be the advisor, the Jedi advisor for the Senate. Oh, I'm sorry. Swap that around. He's the Senate takes him and they said, we want you to kind of sit in on the Jedi council and, you know, kind of just kind of watch things because we're not really trusting what the council, what the Jedi council is doing. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can come in here to the, our, our master Jedi meetings, our, our little round table, but. We're not going to make you a ma- uh, Jedi master. Again, another little thing, just kind of pricking, bringing those emotions out. Because again, he gets really, really angry. Why not? You know, why not? Why, I've done all these great things already. I've already been this great general. Look at what I've done. Look at my accolades. But you won't give me master? Mm-hmm. And so, again, another little prick in the voodoo doll of Anakin Skywalker. Right. And then that's, you know, where it finally leads up to him going to the dark side and becoming Darth Vader. Fast forward 16 years, unless you would throw in Rogue One with the... But that one's kind of like a good... Oh, I love Rogue One. Rogue One. A lot of people don't like it, though. Oh, they're That's crazy. Question, but. Yeah. They're crazy. Anyways, uh, you get to A New Hope, and all of a sudden... Well, I'm sorry. I should have finished up. Like You have the birth of Luke and Leia right. at the end of... And Revenge of the Sith. Separated. They are separated to hide them from their father, which makes sense because one of them goes to Alderaan to live with Jimmy Smith's. And Jimmy Smith, yeah. Who <laughs> goes to live with Bell Organa. And then you have, you know, Luke who goes off to live with his aunt and uncle. You know, one a little bit harder life than the other. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Owen, Owen and Beru Lars. 
who, you know, his, his mom wound up marrying Kleeglars. I totally passed up on that one, but that just seemed like ancillary stuff. That's just stuff that really did. Anyways, so you have this little kid who's out running across the sand dunes. He is hating his life. He, all he wants to do is like leave and go to school and go to the Imperial Academy of all places and be a pilot. He wants to get off that rock. Right. He sees his best friend in the world, you know, take off, you know, Big's Dark Ladder. He sees Big's Dark Ladder even take off. And leave and goes to the Imperial Academy and here he is stuck in solitude on this rock. And then all of a sudden, two droids basically fall out of the sky right into their lap. And which starts him on the hero's journey. He's, he's, he then gets these droids and one of them decides to run off in the middle of the night and, you know, they're out there. He's trying to find them. They find him on the scope and they go. Uncle Ben's going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Owen's. Oh, yeah. Uncle Owen's going to kill me. And that's where you meet the wizard of the, of the, of the original trilogy, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, old Ben Kenobi. Alec Guinness. Oh, dude, who's a great actor. He did not want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Bridge over the river. Why? Yeah. He uh, apparently like he hated hated Star Wars and hated. Thought it was frivolous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I kind of got sidetracked also because you said Alec Guinness is like, man, Bridge Over the River Quiet is such a good movie. I haven't seen that in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so you meet Obi Wan Kenobi. And, man, I feel like I'm taking a really long time explaining all this. (laughs) So you meet Obi Wan Kenobi. He, uh, comes up kind of out of the middle of nowhere and it kind of makes you wonder like, what was it that drew Obi-Wan Kenobi to that spot? Right. Was it that he, yeah, well, every, my thought is that he was, you know, constantly spying on Luke. Anyways, he was sent there to be his protector. He right. was sent there to watch him. And there's a book that's a really good EU book, that Obi-Wan Kenobi book that I really dug that one a lot. But anyways, he, uh, kind of, comes up after Luke's been attacked by these Tusken Raiders and scares them off. And then, you know, takes Luke back to his hut, his, his, his hermit hole, whatever you want to call it. And they repair, you know, C-3PO there. And that's whenever he tells him about his father being a great Jedi. And he just, you know, he just thought he's, his dad was flew freighters. Right. Just that he was a pilot. He's like, no, he was a great pilot. He was, you know, not just a great pilot, but he was a Jedi also, a Jedi Knight, the guardians of the, you know, guardians and defenders of, of the galaxy. And he's like, what? And he goes, yeah, here's his weapon. And so it gives him a lifesaver. And that's another thing that kind of like starts pushing him down the hero's path. Cause uh-huh. now he's not only like heard this tale of how great his father was, not the, the BS that his uncle Owen has told him. Right. Like he's now hearing the tale and it's like, okay, well, my dad was this great guy. And look, this is not just like, he has, look at this trophy that he has this lightsaber here. Like I've never even really seen one of these because they're not prevalent in the galaxy anymore because Jedi aren't there. Jedi have been killed out by, by the Sith. And so now, you know, he's like, well, this R2 unit, he says he's yours. And he goes, well, I don't think I remember seeing an R2 unit. I don't remember owning one. He had them, but he didn't own one because, you know, R2 units at that point in time were kind of like toasters, right. you know. They're all, you know, I got a black toaster at home, but, you know, you've got a silver one. You know, it still does the same thing. You know, you, know, you own a toaster. Obi-Wan said he, he didn't never remember owning a toaster. So... He goes, well, he's got a message for you. So he plays this message and it's Princess Leia of Alderaan. He's, you know, you know, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars and blah, blah, blah. So he sees this long speech and he's like, oh, well, crap, now I got to go to Alderaan because I'm being called back into the fight. Things are getting bad r- right now because after, you know, the Galactic Republic, the First Republic, I'm sorry, not First Republic, dude, I'm just butchering this right now. After, after the, after the Republic formed the, the Galactic Empire. So things are getting really, really bad. And so he's like, okay, cool. I got to go. Check this out. I gotta go, I gotta go join up with these rebels and we're gonna go fight the Galactic Empires. And Luke's like, man, I've heard of the rebels. That sounds pretty awesome, man. He goes, but I can't come with you. I can't. My, my uncle needs me. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta bring in this harvest of right. moisture and yeah, stuff, man, because promise. people need water. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, even my uncle, he said that he can't do it by himself right now. And that maybe next year he'll get a couple more droids to help out and, you know, everything will be good. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, cool. So they start to leave and they're driving across the desert. And I guess they see a big burned out sand crawler. And like, what the hell? And so they go and check it out. And he's like, well, this is, these are the Jawas that sold us, uh, Luke, uh, Luke, R2 and 3PO. And they're like, well, you know, it, it looks like it was Raiders, but you know, the Tuscan Raiders, but Obi-Wan goes, no, no, these blast points, they're too accurate for Raiders. Right. And, you know, you know, not to mention they were riding single file, file line to hide their numbers. Now, this is done, made to look like. Banthas, but this is this is stormtroopers. This is the Empire. And he goes, Oh well crap. Well if they track the droids to them, then that would lead them back home. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps in the thing. He doesn't even care that Ben's not with him and he just takes off. He's like, I gotta go. So he goes home and that's where you see the faithful of his parents right. dead now. So so now and yes, I know it's not his parents, it's his aunt and uncles, but, but it's like there's they raised him. He are he they are his parents. So now he goes back, grabs Ben. They meet up with this really cool dude named Hansel and his giant dog named Chewbacca. Get on the Millennium Falcon, you know, shoot their way out of, out of Moss Eisley and they fly off into space. Get to, uh, to Alderaan and Alderaan's not there anymore, but there's this giant. That's not a moon. Yeah, it's a space station. You go on the space station, get caught by it, find out it's this great powerful weapon called the Death Star. Boom, they're out of there. They get they get loose, but they've got the princess now who got captured by Darth Vader earlier. God bless, man. I'm That's totally butchering one. this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally butchering this. But anyways, yo. Oh, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally didn't nose dive into the end of the microphone if y'all didn't hear that. But anyways, they boogie on out of there after saving the princess, meet up with the rebels. They're like, hey, we could use you, use you, use you, you. Used you guys, use y'all. There we go. I'm not going to try to say use guys. <laughs> we can use y'all in the fight. And Han's like, yeah, dude, that's not me. I'm, I'm here for the money, but you know, you can go do what you want. And so Luke joins up with the rebels. Now he's on the hero's journey. Now he's officially followed that path. And now you have the beginning of the great hero of Luke Skywalker. So now you have the ultimate evil, Darth Vader. You have the ultimate good and Luke Skywalker. And they're going to meet head to head. But not quite yet. You know, they, they go and they attack and they blow up the Death Star and everything's all fine and dandy and everybody's cheering and freaking awesome. And then you fast forward two years. Now the rebels are on the run. They've been chased across the galaxy numerous places, but they found a place way out in the middle of nowhere and it's really, really cold. It's this ice planet called Hoth and they're doing good. They're chilling literally. And they're just chilling on the ice planet, hanging out when all of a sudden this thing falls out of the sky. And it's a probe droid comes up, scans around, finds her generator, beams it back. But before it can really find anything else, Han and Chewbacca go out and blow it up. 
The Empire has found them. The Empire has found them. All hell's going to break loose. Crazy hairy monster almost eats Luke. Crazy hairy monster almost eats Luke. I love the Empire Strikes Back. I could go on and on and on. Jedi force pull to yeah, the lightsaber, slashes the thing. Cuts the thing's arm off. He runs out, but he can't make it back because the storm's so bad. Who is that was filmed in Finsa, Norway, which was really, really, really cold. Everybody else was inside because Man. the cameras kept freezing where they were filming that if they were outside. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I don't know how cold it has to get for a camera to freeze. I don't know either. But I imagine it's pretty that. effing cold. He gets a vision. Yeah, he gets a vision. Actually, it's not really even a vision. Actually, the, the force ghost of Obi-Wan comes and visits him. He says, I need you to go to Dagobah. You're going to, there you'll meet Yoda, the Jedi, mas- Jedi master who instructed me. And that's pretty much word for word, too. So, <laughs> so he gets that force vision. He's like, all right, cool. But hell, I got to get back, man. But I'm, I'm already sapped. I've been out there and it's cold. I, I have no core temperature. It's, everything's being sapped out of me just to stay up. He kind of passes out. But lo and behold, all of a sudden, Han comes out of nowhere and saves him. Builds a, builds a tent, you know, stuffs him inside his tauntaun, his giant, like... Slots it open the tauntaun. Yeah, his giant kangaroo-looking animal that he ride, that he's riding on. They ride it out inside of there. Cuts the belly open, he shoves him in, and he's like, you know, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. So he shoves him in there, he sets up the shelter, and next thing you know, like, the, I don't know how long, but a little bit of time passes. I guess it might be the next day, and all of a sudden, snow speeders come around, they find him. Pick him up, take him back. Get him back. And who knows how long it is. They throw him in some back to tank. He's like getting well. But now the Empire's found him. And they've sent out a uh, an invasion party. So, Empire starts invading. Luke Hobson and a, and a snow speeder. Han's like, F you guys. I got to get out of here. I got to go pay Jabba the Hutt. Right. Because I owe him some cash. And, and if I don't go pay him, he's going to do something crazy. And so he's like, all right, cool. Everybody's like, well, you know, so we hate to lose you, but, you know, I totally understand the price on your head. You got to go take care of that crap. And they're like, all right, cool. So he takes off. He goes to go to leave, and he can't leave yet because Chewie's been taking apart the uh, part the, the the Falcon. And which, if you notice, Chewie is the moral compass for Han Solo. Right. It's, it's not ever said, but it's kind of like, I think, implied that it's not even like, it's not Solo that makes the decision to come back to save Luke at the end of a new hope. It's Chewbacca basically uh, forces him to turn around and come back. If not, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of growling and oh yeah, finally he just gave in. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you know threatened to yank his arm out of the socket or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, you have this great ground battle that's between you know the Rebel Alliance and these giant camel armored camels by the One Imperial of my scenes in all the movies, oh, dude. Yeah, that. That Empire Strikes Back is such a good movie. Like, dude, it is so good. I love that one. I, I don't know if it's like whenever I was a kid, I was like, ah, that one's kind of boring. But whenever I got older, I was like, man, this movie is so good. It builds the character so well. And that ground battle between, you know, the, the Rebel Alliance and the Imperials is just so cool. Like, the costumes are cool. The stormtroopers look cool. For some reason, they decided to do, like, different costumes for that. And it's like, man, it was so good. And then you have, like, oh, so anyways, they get the bus kicked to Hoth. They decided to get the, the, the burn out of there. Like, dude, we got to go. Let's, let's pack up. Let's leave. Like, granted, we can't save everybody. Some, some people's going to be sacrificed. I'm sorry about you, but they, you know, they finally get everything loaded up and they get out of there. 
Han Solo is escorting Princess Leia to hers. They can't get her to her. So he's like, look, guys, I'll take her out on the Falcon. You know, you just get to the rendezvous point. We'll, we'll meet you there eventually. And so like, all right, cool, man. We got to burn. So they take off. You know, Luke gets shot down. Like, well, crap. Luke's now not stranded. It's okay. He's almost a Jedi. He winds up taking down an ad ad all by himself. He's like, look, guys. I got this, shoots his little cable gun up there, goes up, slices the belly open, throws a grenade in, falls down, takes out the AT-AT. Winds up making it out to the the rally point where they're supposed to meet. Gets hops in his X-Wing, and he's like, hey, guys, I'll meet y'all at the rendezvous. And he takes off, and he peels off, and he goes to Dagobah. There's where he meets Yoda, the Jedi Master. You know, and that's, oh, man, I love Yoda. Yoda's one of my favorite characters. I don't know if you know that or not, but I always loved Yoda. Even as a little kid, I was like, man, I don't know. He's just cute and green. <laughs> right? I was like, he's cute and green. But then whenever I got older, I was like, man, like, I've even, uh, one of my tattoos that I have is, uh, do or do not. There is no try. It's right, right there, like my, around my, on my collar. But, uh, yeah. So anyways. Oh, Luke goes to go train with the Jedi Master that was like the Jedi Master of all Jedi Masters. But at the same time, Han and Leia are kind of having a little bit of, Han, Leia, Chewbacca, and, and 3 are having a little bit of issues for, with the with the Falcon. They can't really get it to work right, and they're being chased by the Empire or something fierce because Vader has it out. He wants the Millennium Falcon. He wants the people that escaped from the Death Star. He wants who took the princess out from underneath his grasp. He wants them more than probably life itself. Like that's how like much of a vendetta he has against him. So he takes off and they're chasing after him. So they make it into an asteroid field and they wind up hiding. Little they realize they're heading in the middle of this like giant space lug. Yeah, so they're hanging out inside this middle of the space lug and they don't realize it and all of a sudden, oh crap, we gotta go outside. There's some stuff chewing on the electrical cables. So we go out there and shoot the things. And he shoots the floor and like, oh crap, we gotta go. So they hop in the... <laughs> like, totally like, just like... Oh crap. Oh no, that's not my plug. I thought my computer came unplugged there for a second. Anyway, so he's like, oh crap, man, we gotta go. So they burn out of there. Again, they're chased by the Empire. But they found this really cool, like, smuggler's trick that Han used to pull all the time. So he hides on the back of one of these Star Destroyers and waits for the fleet to break up. You know, releases with the garbage, and then they decide to go to Bespin, where Han Solo's long-lost buddy, Lando Calrissian, just so happens to be the administrator of. So he's like, hey, man, we'll go here. You know, lay you'll dig him. He's, you know, he's a scoundrel like me. It's, it's, it's cool. But you can trust him, Mr. Smooth. Yeah, Mr. Smooth. Yeah. Hello, what do we have here? So anyways, they go to, they go to, they go to Bestman. They think everything's all fine and dandy. You think everything's good. But freaking Lando sold them out. Man, the Empire arrived just before they did. He made a, he made a deal that would keep the Empire out of Bestman forever. Is what he tells them right before they walk into the, to the lunchroom. <laughs> the cantina, the dinner, or whatever, because that's what I thought what they were doing when I was a kid. I thought they they had like a table set up with food. I could be wrong. I've never really paid that much attention to that, but I always thought it was like they were getting ready for dinner or something like that. Um, I had the same impression. Yeah, there's Darth Vader sitting at the head of the table. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what that's what I love. That's another scene that I love, man. Like the doors open and there's no words. Ex- ex- oh, uh, it's, we honored that you could join us or whatever. Yeah. Like. Han doesn't say anything. He doesn't say a word. He just pulls out his blaster and starts shooting. And of course, Vader's a badass and he just holds his hand up and hits his thing. And that's what's really cool. Is what I always thought was neat was how they like filmed that was they 
did it backwards. You know, they, oh. they, they filmed it to where Vader had the gun and then they pulled it out of his hand, but then played it backwards. So that way oh. it looked like it flew into his hand. I get it. Yeah. So you have that. Now our heroes have been captured. You know, the second act of any play is, is the dark act. You know, now our heroes have been captured and you're like, Oh crap. The lay is under control of Vader, the big bad guy. Han's been captured. Oh man. And Han's like awesome. Han's badass, but we still have the glimmer of hope. We still have Luke out there, but Luke doesn't know what's going on. He's out there hanging out with this little green dude on the swamp planet. Running around him. Yeah. Doing jumping jacks and flips and stuff. And his, and his boat, his, 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 his X-wing is sinking into the swamp, man. Like what is, what's going to happen? So Luke gets his X-wing out of the swamp. He says, Hey guys, I got to go. And then Yoda's like, ah, you shouldn't go, man. You're going to follow the dark side if you leave. He's like, look, man, my fins are in trouble. Like I got to go. And he's like, all right, man, but you know, you're going to be the doom of your, of your friends because you're going to go bad because of this. That's the way I've always interpreted it. Right. Like he's, he, that's not exactly what he says, but the way it sounded like is that like, if you leave, you're going to go to the dark side and you're going to be the doom that kills your friends, not their later year. That's one of the reasons they wanted to keep the kids away from the father is because exactly. they can be pushed into the darkness. Exactly. Or, and, and, you know, just formed by it. Right. So uh, Luke takes off. Hans led into this place called the carbon freeze chamber. He's there with Leia and Chewbacca and three PO. And that's where we have the, the famous line the I love you. I know that just totally like speaks more words about Han Solo's character. And he came up with that. Yeah. 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 Fly. Yeah. It was also said something else and he was, yeah, it was supposed to be like, I love you too, and all like this. And it was him and Kirsch. Him and Kirsch got, uh, Irvin Kirshner, who was the director of Empire Strikes Back. You know, they got together and were doing rewrites. And he's like, man, I don't think that he would say this. And they tried like three or four things or whatever. And I know it was the final one. And that's like the most, one of the most famous lines from Star Wars besides, no, I am your father. Right. Well, that's the line everybody always gets wrong. Anyways, mm-hmm. you know. Han gets put in the carbonite. So now we're really like let down. We're down. And he was supposed to die. Oh yeah. He w- that was the thing is that he wasn't under contract to do three movies. He was yeah. only under contract. They, he was going movie by movie. And that was the reason why they froze him in con- carbonite because they weren't sure if he was going to come back for return so of the Jedi. A chance of him. He dies. Yeah. They try to resuscitate exactly. him. Exactly. Or. It right. gave him an out. It gave him an excuse for them saying, well, crap, you know, we couldn't get him signed. So we'll just say that he's still in carbonite or whatever. So anyways, our hero, one of our heroes is now in carbonite. Another hero is still captured by the big bad guys, the evil empire. But you got Luke on his way. Luke comes in. He does the ultimate face off. One of the greatest lightsaber battles in the Star Wars saga, if you ask me. I love that saber battle between him and Vader and that one. It's great. So, you have this great saber battle. He gets Luke cornered. He's like, look, there's nowhere else you can go. You can either come with me or you can die. But, if you come with me, like, we can, we can change things. We can rule this whole thing together as father and son. Oh, by the way, I'm your dad. We can take down the emperor. We can rule the galaxy as father and son. Now, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. 
He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. And everybody always likes to say, no, or no, Mm -hmm. Luke, I am your father. And I think that's all because of Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah, because he always, he goes, la, la, Luke, Luke. (laughs) I am your father. Right. So, anyways, now, you have our hero who decides, instead of going with him, he's like, F it, I'm going to choose death. He jumps off. Vader's like, what the hell, dude? So, he, like, flies down. I always say it's like the Force actually channels him through a tube. While this is going on, right. Lando does something really awesome, and he calls up his Lobot, and he's like, hey, man, we need some weapons. And so, as the Empire is escorting them to Vader's shuttle, Lobot comes up, and he takes the prison, the, he takes the prisoners, right. <laughs> the, 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 the prison guards, prisoner. So now the tables have now turned. Now our heroes are free. Leia's free. Chewbacca's free. Lando, who's not quite yet a hero, but you're starting to go like, Okay, maybe this guy's not so bad after all. He's now freed everybody. So they start running through. Things start happening. They get start start getting fired at. Start getting fired at. They make it to the Millennium Falcon. They book it, dude. They burn out. They're like, okay, we get get out of here. All of a sudden, something happens, man. Like Leia's sitting there flying the Falcon, and she's like, man, we gotta go back. We gotta go back. We gotta go back. And they're like, why? The Empire's there. They're gonna capture us. We just got loose. And they're like, no, we gotta go back. We gotta. So they go back and pick up Luke off the weather vane. But you're left with Han Solo's been captured. Luke, our hero's missing a hand. We've got a new hero that's with us. We're still not sure how what we think about this guy. This guy by the name of Lando Calrissian. So fast forward. To Return of the Jedi. I'm not really sure what the time frame between Jedi and Empire is supposed to be. I think that's like another two or three years or whatever. So fast forward, and all of a sudden, you have the droids coming up on this palace out in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, that looks like Tatooine. Come find out it is. And it's right. the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt's house. Right. And they're like, hey, we're a gift from you know Luke Skywalker. You know, that's it. They're like, He's like, hey, cool. You awesome. played the wrong take. <laughs> play the wrong recording. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Recording. No, that's not what's supposed to happen. So, anyways, they go to the they go to the job of the hunt, and he's like, "All right, cool. Yeah, I got me some new droids or whatever. You know, you'll work fine on on my sail barge." And hey, I need a new protocol droid because I just killed the last one. So he's like, "All right, cool." So they join, and all of a sudden, now comes Chewbacca, and somebody's got him, and they're like, "Who the hell is this? Some weird looking person." But if you notice, they're kind of short. But then again, Chewbacca dwarfs everybody because he's a giant. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So this dude sells Chewbacca to Jabba the Hutt. And, uh, you know, so think everything's like just getting worse because now Chewbacca's captured. You know, Han's still in Carbonite. He's in the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. R2 and 3PO are in the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. But you still haven't seen Luke yet. Luke's still out there in the galaxy somewhere. And you don't know where Leia is. So, you still got a little bit of hope. And all of a sudden, like, everybody's sleeping, chilling one night. And here comes that person who came in with Chewbacca. And you're like, what the hell is this? Hey, freeze Han from the Carbonite, who, miraculously, while he was frozen in Carbonite, gained like 30 pounds. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, watch that sometime. Like, go, go watch Empire Strikes Back and then immediately, like, watch... Return of the Jedi. Of nutrients over. over <laughs> right. You, you would figure you would lose weight, but no, he gained, he gained like 30 pounds and, you know, in carbonite. So anyways, Han Solo is free, but he can't see. And oh crap. 
who is this person? Like, it's weird. And they take off their helmet. And it's like, wow, it's Princess Leia saved him. She's like, oh, okay, cool. But Jabba woke up. And now you have Han, even though he's free of the carbonite, he's still in the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. Chewbacca is in the clutches of Jabba the Hutt. R2-3PO, Jabba. Now Princess Leia, the only person still left out there is Lando, who's in disguise inside of Jabba the Hutt's palace. And you're like, man, what's going on here? Why is he the only one that's kind of like in disguise? Got R2 and 3PO kind of working for him. What's going on? And all of a sudden enters Luke. Like, okay. Dressed in black. Dressed in black. So is he, is Luke a bad guy now? That's the feeling you got. That's what you got, man. That's what I always thought too. I'm like, what happened, man? Like he, somebody said that Vader was his dad, but that didn't, that's not true. You know, and then like, so. You can enter Luke, who's dressed in black and who could be bad, but you're not sure. He actually uses force choke somebody, which is a Sith ability, mm-hmm. you know. So he force chokes the two Gamorrean guards. He goes in, uses a mind trick on Bib Fortuna, goes down, tries using it on Jabba, and Jabba's like, ha, 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 no. That only happens on weak-minded fools, man. You can't force trick me. You can't mind trick me. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Ah, uh, so... Luke tries to kill Jabba. He's like, look, man, give me Solo and all these other people and I'll let you live. And he's like, no, no, because you're going to die. And he tries to send him down to the Rancor. Luke kills the Rancor. He's like, look, dude, I'm awesome. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm a freaking Jedi just about. So he kills the Rancor and he's like, okay, look, I got something for you. We're all, we're going to send you out to the middle of nowhere and you're going to digest for a thousand years inside the belly of the, the this thing called the Sarlacc. Which uh, another thing as a kid, I was like, man, like, is there just like some chairs and stuff down there at the bottom of the yeah. Sarlacc where they're just going to be like hanging out, like waiting, like, okay, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> going to die of old age before you like get digested. So they go out to the Sarlacc and they escape. There's this big battle. Boba Fett gets killed, who had like one of the coolest costumes of the entire movie. Right. Yeah. You know, he gets killed. Lots of people get killed. Jabba gets killed, which I always thought was really neat. I know the. Yeah, Slave Leia, you know, the whole fact that she was a slave has taken some, like, uh, flack over the past couple of years. But what people don't realize is that her chains of bondage are what freed her from her slavery. Because she uses her chains to choke Jabba the Hutt. So I always thought that was kind of neat that they actually were able to work in her, her chains of slavery is what frees her from her slavery. So, anywho. They're free from Java. Now everybody's back. Everybody's good. And we've got this one mission because we, we found out there's another Death Star and this one's bigger and badder than the last one, but it's just being built. It's not yet fully operational. And it's right here next to this planet called Indoor. And they're like, okay, well, we can get out there, but we got to take this strike team and take out the, this, this bunker on the force moon because they're projecting a force field around us. So this way our X-Wings can get in there and take out the core. I'm like, all right, we'll do that. So Han, Luke, and Leia, uh, and Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2 all are on the strike team. So they get this band, and they go, and they make it to the indoor moon. Oh, no. We're captured again. Luke, Han, and Chewbacca gets captured while Luke, Leia gets shot down on a speeder bike whenever they ran into some Imperials. So, and you're not really even sure what's going on with Leia. She ran into some teddy bear looking dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, these guys don't look too mean. They've only got spears and stuff like that. So they can't be that awesome. So Han, Han and Luke get captured by the same teddy bear dudes that took Leia in as a friend. 
teddy bear dudes see that and they're like, hey, you know what? These guys are pretty cool. This first C-3PO scares them. Actually, Luke does. They're kind of worshiping. Think that he's a god. Yeah, it makes them think that he's a god. I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah. <laughs> Floating around. Floating around. Picked up and levitated around by Luke. Gets taken out. They're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll turn you guys loose because we don't want to aggravate our god now because he's golden. You know, what primitive wraiths wouldn't think that he's a gold, uh, a god if he's all made out of gold. Mm-hmm. So. All of a sudden, he they hang out, they have dinner with them. He tells them some stories, and now they're part of the tribe. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, you guys want to, you guys want to sell that? We don't want those guys on this planet anyway. So we'll come help you, since especially since you're part of the tribe now." So they go and they attack it. Well, some stuff ensues, but they wind up doing it. They wind up blowing it up. The rebellion goes in and attacks the the Death Star. Well. I kind of skipped one kind of important. Well, they were part. going to take down the shield. Yeah, Luke and. Purposely turned himself in. Right. Because he knew Vader was there, and he had to go confront Vader. I totally skipped over Yoda dying also. Yoda's dead. Yeah, Yoda died. He's always, he'll yeah. always be here. He'll, he'll always be with us, because he's a Force ghost also. So, anyways, Luke takes off. He gets purposely gets himself captured, because he needs to go confront Vader. That's his last test before he can call himself a Jedi. He goes up there, and, you know, there's the Emperor... He didn't know he was there, but now he, but he is. And so this is bad because Emperor, it all comes back to him. All comes back to him and Vader, Anakin. You're faced with the two greatest evils. The one who started the whole thing by pulling the strings and the other guy who was supposed to be this all awesome Jedi, but yet he was again born into slavery. He was born into, you know, it's not necessarily born in, but like I said, he had that pent up emotion. Right. And now his son is here. He's trying to change him. And all of a sudden, this old man, the emperor, starts attacking his son. After his son has already kind of beat him up a little bit, using a using a power only the Sith have, using the the force lightning that the, that the Sith has. So Vader, Luke fight, Luke. Beats him up. He's like, he goes, now take your father's place at my side. He goes, no, I can't do that. I'm a Jedi, dude. He tosses his saber away. He's like, you know, you can't have me. You'll just have to kill me. And so that's whenever the Emperor starts killing. And that's whenever what some people say or what I've heard they say Lucas says is that's whenever the balance comes back to the Force. Okay. That's whenever, the to me, the title Return of the Jedi becomes... Return of the Jedi. It's not, to me, it's not referring to Luke. To me, it's referring to the return of the Chosen One. Right. The return of Anakin Skywalker. Because there was a prophecy that there's, their Chosen One would come that would return balance. Bring balance to the Force. And so, you have the great Anakin Skywalker coming back into the fold. He grabs the Emperor and he tosses him down the, the shaft into the core of the, the Death Star. Emperor's gone. Same time, the rebellion's attacking the core of the core of the 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 well, they're attacking the Death Star. You don't know where they're at exactly, because apparently Luke had enough time to drag his dad down to the shuttle, take his helmet off, have a little chat with him, and then get on a shuttle and drag his body onto the shuttle and get the hell out of there. All before the thing blew up, and thus ends our story. They have a great celebration at the end. All is great and good in the galaxy. I like to think that uh, that's one thing I wish they would do. I wish they would do some follow up right. stuff behind the for, uh, the Return of the Jedi 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my summary of. And I, you get a gold star. I, I I knew if anybody could do it, you could. And that was that's pretty pretty detailed yet very <laughs> considering it's, yeah. it's six movies. So. Yeah, I, it took me like I was I was trying to remember what time it was when we started that. We're at two hours now, so we might have to break this up. Do, into yeah, two two shows maybe. Yeah, I say we just make it one long one. Say the devil with it. Yeah. Maybe we can try to get together again and uh Yeah, we gotta do another one before the last Jedi comes out. Awakens. <laughs> well, that's my text. Oh hey. So yeah, we'll um we'll try to get together again, even if I have to do it over by phone. Yeah. because uh, I really want to from the here you have uh how long in between this and the uh, Force Awake? The thirty years. Thirty years time. Lots yeah. happens. I Lots. still don't know the answers to a lot of what happened. Yeah. And uh, we'll get caught up on that, and that'll set us up for Last Jedi and our our Last Jedi podcast and our review of Last Jedi podcast. That's that's the next two coming. This has been fun, dude. Yeah, it has, man. I'm I'm already looking I forward really to the next one. I really didn't think uh, I could sit and talk for two hours straight. <laughs> it's um, it's amazing. About anything, yeah. But um, it's kind of cool. it's kind of funny how 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 you can kind of just sit there and just like start rolling about something cool. and just. My daughter asked me last night, the oldest one, she said, was every podcast going to be about Star Wars? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I don't ever, but in my head as we're sitting here, I'm like, oh, I still want to talk about this. <laughs> so I think every, you can pretty, especially for the next couple of months. It, they, they, it won't be but, every podcast, but there will probably be a way that it works this way in there on just about all of them, probably. <laughs> one, one quick thing. Yeah. And this is this is another big discussion. I'm just bringing it up. Okay. People might not have heard about. It. I'm sure they have. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Amazon TV show. What in the works? I Jeff have not Bezos, heard of this. I believe that's his name, right? Is yeah. You pronounce it. Um, he's actually being involved. He usually isn't involved in negotiations. He's actually really? involved with um, trying to get their their shopping. The Warner Brothers and the Tolkien Estate are shopping around the idea of a TV series. Really. I guess trying to cash in on the Game of Thrones. That's awesome. Thing. I know that the, and I think it would work really well yeah. as a TV because it's so much. I mean, Peter Jackson did a great job. Yeah. But there's so much more story. There's so much opportunity for. Oh, I know. And looking yeah. Into just like. Well, it's, it's a giant world. You yeah. have a giant open world that you can do so much with. It doesn't have to follow the Hobbit or the, or the actual like Lord of the Rings trilogy. We've series. got, we've got lots of, we can chat about. We've got lots of love for lots of oh, things. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings. We've been reading the Old Man Wars novels by Scalzi. Oh, yeah. Um, you're going to get me reading this new Red, Red, Rising. Novel, Red Rising novel. Red Rising. Oh, that's such um, a good book. You're going to love it. we got to talk about a little bit a little bit about Ready Player One. Yeah. And when that movie comes out, we'll try to make sure we get to go see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to have a Ready Player One episode before Ready Player One movie comes oh, out. Oh, definitely. And that book was so good. We might have to do that for like what we're doing with Star Wars. Do a one before one and a one after. Because, like, I don't know, like, I was kind of mixed feelings on the way the trailer looked. That's just... Yeah, I had questions yeah. about it, because it doesn't fit my image. From exactly, the exactly. But, you know, you, you gotta... I always tell myself, you gotta separate it. Oh, yeah. You gotta separate it. My, my da- daughter, I keep bringing her up, my oldest daughter, thing number one, she always gets so upset when the book does not... Uh, the movie doesn't match the book. Oh yeah. I'm like, you gotta give it up. Sometimes the improvements are better, sometimes they're worse, but they're usually done because of time and Yeah. That's like the American God show. The American God's 
book is a great book by right. Neil Gaiman. Right. And then you have the American Gods TV show. I think, who is this doing it? Is it like Stars? I think that's I think doing that's that one. right. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Which is a good show, but you got to kind of look at it almost as like a standalone. Like the characters are sharing the names, but then there's characters in there that they added in there that aren't in the book. There's a, yeah, like the Dark Tower movie yeah. that just came out. I haven't got to see it. I read about half of the novels and I was a big fan of that when I was young. Yeah. And I was really excited about seeing this Idris Elba. I love him, but I've heard that that a lot of people, I think, were disappointed with it. But I haven't, I'm not going to comment on something I haven't seen, but I'm going to watch it soon. Yeah. Hopefully I'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah. They make lots of changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, this is going to be, you're going to be kind of surprised. I hope you're kind of surprised by, by our views on things because a lot of the stuff that, like, you know, I like the prequels. I know a lot of people hate them, but I take them for what they are. I'm not going to sit there and constantly bash something just because I hate it or whatever, or I dislike it. There's not very many things that I actually just, like, hate. Hate. Because that's such a strong, powerful word to yeah. use, man. I kind of wish people would kind of, like, get away from that so much. I reserve that for broccoli. <laughs> I try not to hate on right. things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, man. But it's been fun, guys. I uh, hope uh, whoever's listening to this enjoys it. Um, yeah, give it's us not. I've enjoyed hanging out. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing it whether or not anybody's listening yeah, because it gives me an excuse to hang out. Yeah, I've had a blast myself too. So, but I think this is gonna be it, guys. We're gonna sign off. So, uh, this is David. This is Michael, and we are out. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, we kind of realized that we did not give you guys an email address or anything like that after our last show. So, if you want to email us, y'all can email us at 2BTShow at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at 2BT. Or you can find us on Twitter at 2BTShow. Uh, again, that's 2BTShow at gmail.com. <laughs> or 2BT, 2BT on Facebook or at 2BTShow on Twitter. All right, guys. Dang it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like, crap, I'm just, like, stuttering and rambling there. Beans, beans, the wonderful fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel, so eat beans with every meal. I have a belief that if the more you fart, the longer you'll live. No! You don't stop playing because you get old. Yeah, you get old. Because you stop playing. playing.